So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matt Chibide alongside my critic of and crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is the season four premiere of BBB Radio. Yes, folks, we've made it to 2024. So to those who are listening right now, happy 2024. All the best to you and your loved ones this year. And, you know, same thing to you, Ricardo, as well, man. I mean, I, I just wish nothing but the best for you, man. You know, especially with your creative you know, um, come-ups and outputs this year, man. I just hope that they will be, you know, very, very fruitful this year, man. I really mean that. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, with this particular episode, I would say for the next few weeks, we will be covering some films that we could have checked out last year, but, you yeah. know, they wouldn't release digitally or they didn't come out right. theatrically. In uh, While the latter, um, you know, will be in the case of what we'll close this episode with. That would be the color purple, the long-awaited, right. you know, um, new adaptation, new film adaptation of a beloved classic, right? Right. And in the process of that, I'll talk about the original film as well too, and um, sure. what this new version does. Um, I don't want to say better, but does differently, right? So we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, also, because of time, we didn't get to talk about What If Season 2, so, you know, you'll get into right. spoilers, right? Not too long with them, but, you know, we might as well talk about it because, you know, we are right. MCU defenders, right? True and true. Um, yeah. We, I will, you know, we, we'll finally talk about Priscilla. I'm seeing I because, uh, Ricardo, you saw it. Um, that actually made CC's list of best films of the year, so I finally yeah. got the chance to check it out, so, you know, we'll, we'll both talk about it. Um, and also, we will talk about All Dirt Roots, Taste of Salt. This was a show that I was hearing about quite a while, for, for, for a while now. But, you know, in your case, Ricardo, this was this media to your shit you wish you saw. I just paraphrase the, the, the name of the, the list that you, that you had for our finale, right? So we'll talk about that there. But, but let's talk about talk comedy for a bit, boy. So what, what a sure. time it is to be a stand-up comedian, boy, because on the tail yeah. end of 2023, um, Netflix gave us a new Dave Chappelle special by the name of right. um, The Dreamer. And yeah. um, Cat Williams, right? You know, right. Le- le- legendary Cat Williams. Yeah, you went, you on, you went on She She. Yeah, and and, and and did and did this this two hour and forty five minute interview. I'll talk about that in a bit, right? I'll, I'll make the joke. You know, I make the joke that was a cat Williams. That was that was a pimp named Slipback. That that's what like, everybody's saying, boy. That yeah. that was literally yeah. him channeling a pimp named Slipback, yeah, boy. The only thing he didn't yeah. do was just slap the horse, right? You know, so it yeah, is what know? it is. But yeah, uh, let's let's talk about the you know about about Chappelle for a bit, right? You know, the dreamer, sure. right? So um, you know, I, I realize now, you know, we always love to talk about Chappelle on this um program here, right? You know, our well, the last few especially came about with we talked about it right so in this case here you know uh with, with the dreamer now um this was him going back to the lincoln theater in washington dc the last time he was there was for in my opinion one yeah. of one of if not his best um yeah. shows ever that would be killing them softly right um that was yeah. a that was for me um i don't know if it's the same with you ricardo i was introduced to a true Chappelle show i, I didn't even know okay so i'll right. confess no, right I, I was i was i was familiar with it from just watching it on each view I remember right. watching it and loving it. Um, but it was just like a really funny stand-up. I didn't have any sense of Chappelle or who he was. Yeah. Um, because that same year, though, I, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I saw it on cable. Uh, a little something called Half-Bake came out. 
And yeah. So I. Well, I was, that, was that the same year? It, it came out a couple of years before. That was that was ninety eight. But but I see what you mean. Yeah. No, what's in? I didn't see it in here. Oh, you didn't see it. Okay, so sorry, it. sorry about that. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it in right. So I saw yeah. I saw half big. I saw half big probably on stars or something like that on in cable like late ninety nine. Yeah. You know that stuff, right? So that's it. Uh, right. And I remember borrowing on VHS to show my cousin and. To me, yeah, half make is the is the I am fourteen. This is funny movie. I yeah, it is, it old. is, and and it's, yeah. it's, it's a classic, classic uh, right. four twenty film, right? I mean, you're not right. supposed to take it seriously because a weed movie, right? But it's fun, right? right. It is, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it, it's just that, and then then yeah, after he did the he did um kill him, so kill himself. He came out in on HBO. I remember, yeah. I don't remember seeing it again live. I saw it on reruns. Got showed late night. You know, back then. A ton of everything was syndicated reruns, reruns, reruns. Anyway, so if you missed yeah. it, you know, they show it back. And I remember seeing it and just loving it. Uh, stay up some, I forget when it was. I stay up, it was showing, it just started, and I was like, oh, this was real hard. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, I uh, know, I understand, but yeah, for well, for me, um, like I just always saw Chappelle as just this bit player, so I didn't see half big to like you know, um, when Chappelle's shows was, was blowing up, right? And I forgot, like, he was in the Nutty Professor, the first one, right? So it's like, hey, right, he was in right. this too, right? Yeah. And he was yeah. in Undercover Brother, but that was our only time when um, I remember, Chappelle yeah, shows I, you remember, Yeah, you remember me seeing him in little, little shows like Blue Streak and little things that yes. was coming up. So like, oh, yeah. yeah. And he was, he, was a, he was somebody who you never found, like, I never found, like, a big deal or, or anything like that. He was just that until Chappelle show. Yeah. And I would argue, and we could get into a big history about this, but, you know, I would argue, yeah, the reason why they blow up is because of Night Lemon, the War on Terror. Like, just that whole... They comedians kind of get a new kind of like, shot in the arm in terms of the social commentary. You have to take them serious aspect of this that you didn't really get on since somebody like a Lenny Bruce or, or even George Carlin, right? Of, of political comedy. Yes. George Carlin was like just that war concert, concert of war, and, and and you know how the Bush administration and conservatism and all of that. Yeah, Chappelle just kind of shine with 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 that period. Well, that's why he blew up, and I, I would argue that's the main reason why, big reason why he blew up, or, or people take him much more seriously than they should. John Stewart, same thing. Yes, agreed. John yeah. Stewart, John Stewart was just a side bit, like the Daily Show was just a side joke bit until George W. Bush happened and then nine eleven happened. And he for a lot of people that was like it ended up becoming this away for lack of a better term a kind of oasis now for, for a lot of liberals especially yeah and Chappelle did this as well in the same similar fashion um right. a lot of people forget that like that's the whole thing with, with Chappelle and why he was so big or why he was as popular as he was um it's pretty much that oh uh, yeah uh, right go ahead sorry um no but that, that's okay but yeah point is for me though is that um I I didn't seek out this special till like I got really into um Chappelle show like I absolutely loved the first season right and I was like oh right you know comedian sound of comedian duh so I kind of you know you know pinpoint you know I I, I kind of connected that so to speak right and that's when I finally sought out killing them softly and I absolutely love it right you know there's so much great bits and jokes and whatnot right um and you know well as you we say before you know we 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 covered his um his last three or four you know Netflix specials right um you know well the most controversial one still to this day is the closer I remember that being you you actually had as one of your worst I think it's TV shows or films of 2021 uh, because of the right. backlash with the whole trans stuff I'll talk about that too right well, but it's, then it's not that so much it's not listen I I love I, I you know try to be a solidarity to, to any marginalized group whatever it is but it's not because of that uh-huh. right? the reason why it, the reason why it suffered the way it did is because it wasn't funny yeah um he, his problem, his problem was my problem with him is that he just kind of went on a soapbox about the whole thing. Yeah. And he wasn't even making, he wasn't even making good arguments. It's one thing if you're not funny, but you're making good arguments. But he was even making good arguments. He's, there was a germ of a, of a kind of a potentially interesting argument that could be had, maybe. But he wasn't even close to any of that, in my humble opinion. Um, and that's why it suffered because he was really like 
proud of himself about this whole thing now. And it's like, yeah. you just kind of double down about these just kind of these shitty ideas about people. Again, I don't have any trans friends. I only know one non-binary person that I kind of know. Me, yeah, but, else. Well, well, me too. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything else. That's it. That's about it, right? So I don't see, I don't see myself as this way. I had to stand up for trans people or anything like that. No. Yeah. That's not the issue. If it's funny, it's funny. And and look, I I I am I am I've always been on the camp. This is where I, I probably lose some friends. I have always been on the camp of something could be funny, no matter how offensive it is, no matter what it is, the topic, the subject. You can make a joke, a good joke about that, right? And whatever a good joke means. A lot of people tend to tie their, they won't say emotion, but a, a kind of social conceit towards uh, jokes and humor. A lot of people tend to tie that. And if it doesn't cater to that social conceit, you know, it to them, by default, it can't be funny. Which I understand, but I'm not in that camp. I do believe that. As I said, I've been on record, you know, cancel record, I'm going 10,000 times, right? But even a rape joke can be funny right war jokes yeah. can be calling holocaust jokes can be funny no matter how offensive it is dead baby jokes whatever you have to like to me and i it's not like some big free speech thing or anything like that it's just no if you come if you're really clever with it or you come up with something really clever pretty funny you have to buy to make it work most times with most humor especially most punch and don't humor the majority of it tends to not be funny because it's just the laziest approach of just punch and dunk. that's the problem now it's, it's both social conceits go both ways now if it's people say punch and dong by default could be funny and then other people say well no punch and dong by by default is unfunny and i understand the both positions in that sense at least in the in the in the, in the camp of punch and dong being unfunny but sorry i think you know any joke could be funny that's just me not making a big stance that's just me yeah but yeah uh, i mean yeah. any day it's it's comedy right that's the medium right. of of it right but I, yeah I, I, as i said as i said you know Chappelle is somebody who you when you really think about in retrospect you probably should have never take as seriously as he should he just got in the right place on the right time as a comedian with his career and it worked but yeah look if if 9 11 didn't happen we'd be watching what half big five on dvd or whatever it is right you know like it, <laughs> it wouldn't be the, the guy he was in terms of like wait look at this serious serious cultural figure not really. Like it, it's he's one of these guys like that now. But eh, whatever. Yeah. You know. You, you know. It's, as I say, circumstances make you know you're really you. So you, you know that's how it is. Yeah. Go right. Ahead. Um. But, but, yeah. Well. All right. So so after that, no, there was that one special. I forgot the name of it. Right. Where he was at his um alma mater, and you he was just basically talking about, you know, how people should like look at the closer itself. That that special as right. art. Like what he did was art. Right, right. I should respect it as it is. And for me, I was like, all right, I understand where you're coming from. It's kind of a but, yeah. weird premise to, to have a yeah, that, special about, but yeah, that's a problem. I get it. He, okay, yeah. it's like all right, and in, and in he, your he, old school too. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean. So, so I, I was neither here nor there about. It. I was like, all right, I, I get it. Okay, and somebody trying to say it's art, right? I mean, we could yeah, that's what we could say about any film, right? But you know that right. I think I, I mentioned this in my review of it, right? Just because let's just say somebody makes some kind of like um exploitation film or some kind of snuff film, right? And some people actually are entertained by it despite its graphic content, right? Am I now who I'm turned off by it, who I'm sickened by it, right? Am I supposed to say, well, it's art, so that means I should respect it for it being art, right? Or should I just say, well, I, no, I would, it's, would, it's snuff, it's terrible, I don't want yeah, no, this in my I, life, I, you know? I know, I would respect it for, for it to exist, like, that's about it. You, you, you get to that point. Because, again, nobody trying to censor Chappelle or anything like that. That's my problem with, with his... his you know, take on this night. He real acting as if, you know, he's he's Lenny Bruce or something on this issue. I'm like, no, dude, you're like already a multi-millionaire. You know, the 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 whole thing about him and he tried to like frame himself as this big, you know, you know, with his tragic artist on the whole city. And it's like, yeah, that's not true. On top of that, the the the, the one core core emotional conceit of the closer 
was about the the uh, Daphne, the, the trans person who, who apparently committed suicide. Yeah, all of that, like most of the story is bullshit. Like, so it's like, oh uh, well, yeah, it hard it, it hard for me to like get behind him on on any of that now because like even if even if I not some if I some real shitty person, I hate trans people or something like that. I kind of don't really business like one way or the other. It, so he not really bringing anything to the table conceit wise though. That is my problem. It wasn't funny, and he wasn't bringing anything to the table conceit-wise in terms of, like, a good, a actually interested in opinion or position or anything like that. And I, listen, I'm a straight black man. I am very sympathetic to his attitude about the whole thing. Because where, where, where I think he's coming from, and again, it's not, not the best, not, I don't think it's particularly justified at all, but I kind of get emotionally where he's coming from in the sense of, you know, look at these white people with a, with a new, newfangled, you know, uh, what do you call it? outreach mechanism to, to undermine black people in some way. That's how it comes across, at least how it comes across, what he's trying to make the case for. Because he's always trying to frame it as a white issue or something like that. It's like, yeah, even that's not particularly accurate. Again, that's why the, so, the clothes are suffered so badly for me, because it's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't do nothing there. And he tried to write grandstand anyway through it, and, and, you know, it had a bunch of people who do him like him anyway, all of a sudden they're on his side because of this. So it's like, well, you just make it a dumb political thing for no reason. Whatever. As for this, let me talk about this now. Yes, yes, let's, right? So, yeah, as I said before, you know, he is he's back at the Lincoln Center here, you know, literally the first, sorry, Lincoln Theater, literally the first time since Killing Them Soft, right? So, that's like literally, that's about 23 years, right? Basically, right? right. Um, and, all right, so, you know, as the, the title itself is The Dreamer, right? And it's a very, very solid team, right? But kind of unexpected for, you know, a guy like him, right? But, you know, seeing that this is the, the literally second time he's performed at that place in 23 years, it kind of makes sense, right? Because basically what the premise is, or at least the, the overarching theme of all of this is that, you know, he's a powerful dreamer, right? He he, he held on to this dream of being a, a stand-up comedian since he was 14 years old, and now he's 50, right. and he's living his dream, right? Right. Um, I like how he brings it up in the end as well, too, where he tells a story about one of his first stand-up shows and how it didn't play out well. I don't want to spoil what happens there, right? But, you know, at right, that right. time, he learned that, you know, how 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 the, the, the power one has in holding on to a dream, right? But at the same time, understanding that, you know, once you keep on dreaming, you, you attain that success, you could end up being part of someone else's as well, too, right? I thought that was really fascinating how he, he, he frames that, right? But in between that, you know, he tells his his jokes and whatnot. He has a really good bit about um about strip clubs and uh, that one right. in particular was funny. Where you talk about how you know even go with he he goes by himself to to his right, strip joint. Right, right, right. You just go with it with a book to read. I thought that was, that was pretty funny, right? But yeah. where I felt unfortunately, right, um, where he 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 dropped the ball, not as hard as the closer. Like it's not like a set of shattered pieces on the floor because of this, right? Yeah, he kind of he kind of dip back into the whole trans bag, you know. It's like and and, and right. even in the beginning, he talk about you know what, like I I mess with them no more, you know what? I, I got punched down with another group, right? Um, he, right. The, um, with this boy, the handicap, I got to I got to punch down on them, so right? But then then what's it what's it? But then but then he, like um he would see after that bit, he see how he would just drop like about you know like about three or four jokes and and that'll be it, right? But I would see like it's I, I don't want to say it's a lot of jokes, right? But like he would mention. You know, periodically, right? And then in the end, which I'll which I'll get into in a bit, yeah, he kinda went into that bag again, right? So it's not saying right. that that everything was trash because he went there, but it's like he went there kind of knowing that the audience would be like, Oh, I wonder if you'll make those jokes and he kinda went to like, Yeah, yeah I gotta make those jokes because you expect me to do it. But it's like right. again, you kinda do anything that people was you know, crucifying you for two, year, um, well, two it's, years it's ago. About, it's you know? about term, 
it's yeah. our term for that. It's our term for that. It's called uh, lamp shading, right? He effectively that, was lamp shading mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically kind of just tried to do this meta thing of making jokes about jokes, and and some of it worked. Like so, there's a, a funny moment about when when he was doing the Chris Rock thing. Yes, he yes, yes. When he put that back. And then he made the joke about him being a trans man and everybody booing him. And I thought that was funny. Like that yes. conceit on its own was funny of him. Everybody booing him in LA because like, yeah, no, LA is a pretty like, liberal spot. So like, why would you even say that? Yeah, he get booed for that. Like that, him just telling that story in its own right was kind of funny. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you, but, but as, as I said, um, Chris Rock now and, and, and Will Smith, right? That's what you talk about there, right? Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even think that he was going to bring up the incident when uh, he got attacked, right? And this was following, right. of course, you know, the whole infamous moment with, with Chris and, um, and Will, right? right? So I love how he framed it in terms of, yeah, I was touring with Chris and, you know, I was kind of talking a little shit at him about how he fell for the slap and blah, 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 and then it happened to me. So it's like, you know, and that, 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 that's right. pretty funny too, right? Um, but I love, though, I actually love, I genuinely love how in terms of coming back to that team, how he says that, you know, both Chris and Will are dreamers. So he's neither for or against them in, in terms of what happened. He right. understands where both sides were coming from in that whole debacle. I, that, that's actually, yeah, actually a strong moment in, in that whole um, performance, man, you know. But yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Continue. Oh, yeah, it, it's just that aspect of the, you know, him, you know, trying to, Glamshade the whole thing and, and making it work and yeah sorry it, it really it really fly in in that in my opinion uh, as it is maybe if I was younger I'd probably laugh at this or want to laugh at it but yeah he, he had like okay jokes in this again this is better than the closer much better in my opinion uh but it's still the same so, sorry to say it but some the same bullshit over and over of him trying to think like he had a whole thing about Jim Carrey and like yeah you're still doing trans thing sorry uh. No, Again, what, what, what's, what's it do? No, no, it, it started yeah. off strong. Eh? It started off real good with right. the idea is that he, I'm, I'm meeting my role model, right? You know, Jim right. Carrey. And it's true, right. one of my favorite um, comedians, the late, great Norm MacDonald. I, I love that. I love right. the setup and how Wales right. lead up to, but where it ends, yeah, he, he dropped yeah, a trans exactly. joke. It's like, what? what, what? Right. I think he says, like, that's how I feel about trans people. He ends it like right. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, I, I mean, again, you're, you're doing the whole appealing to trans people thing. Like, look, I, I will admit, I don't know any trans people. So I don't know, like, I don't have this experience of, I know this person as a man, and I have to think of them as a woman, that kind of perspective. I don't have this attitude at all, right? I don't know any trans people. So I don't know how it would feel one way or the other. But his attitude, like, it's still a kind of shitty thing to think, because I'll admit, a lot of it from my perspective is just, yeah, it's just a sort of second order kind of thinking about stuff, you know, in terms of... How I interact with person because I don't I don't know any trans people in my life. I barely know any gay people in my life. So far, let's well, you know that you know, to think about it. So his attitude is like, well, I would have probably it would have probably appeal to me, but just just thinking about it from from that perspective. Well, no, why does he you need to drop the joke in that way? And and again, he trying to say something. What are you trying to say here? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. Not, it's, not, it's not a good. It's not a particularly good punchline. Yeah. Again, the other stuff was good. He had the stuff with him and his wife was pretty good at the end. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was okay with the phone and how he's unlocked the phone. That's a funny joke. That that, that uh, was. Um, but but yeah. there was there was a there was a joke that he made earlier on about the Titanic, which I felt, which I felt Again? fell completely flat though. But how he brought it right. back up later on with the wife, I was like, all right, I, right, I get it, right. I get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but that but that first joke was terrible in my opinion. Even he yeah, and yeah. all can admit they were, it, it it sucked, right? But yeah, um, no, but, that's the old that's the old point. It's like mm. is the, you're making making fun of the whole like well you could you have to try out stuff and and it ought to work in its own way. And again, you're trying to lampshade him trying out material 
but it's like a big audience crowd that he have a special force is not the best material and look dave Chappelle is one of those people who in a sense kind of transcend that aspect of the genre right mm. a, a aspect of the form where he could start really talking about himself and he big enough to do that as only really again the transit uses really kind of pulling him down if he wasn't so shitty about that you know he would have been a lot more celebrated you know you could get to the next person who never really actually punched on and for a lot of people i do agree necessarily agree with this and i don't think he, he is as funny as Chappelle, but he has he is for a lot of people what Chappelle is purported to be right we'll get to that um, yeah, yeah but, uh, but but that's you know, that's that's last point I want to make about about the special, sure. and then we can move on, right? Um, and then you know, as I say, you do near the end, you know, he tells that story is great, right? Uh, but unfortunately, again, like I say, he had to go into that trans bag, right? But well, in this yeah. case, what he does, right? So slight spoiler here. Um, he mentions Lil Nas X, right? So I'll talk a bit right, about right. about that, right? So I get on people what it is he tried to say. I, I get it, uh, but then he he does a thing where he's doing the whole. Oh, you know, Billy, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And he tells right, these, pre- right, right. These, these, I don't want to say realistic, but kind of logical stories as how one, you know, when you're young, you know, you have a dream and how one pursues it, how things don't play out the way you expect it to, right? But then he dropped the whole little Nasek joke afterwards. You're like, all right, okay, I get it, but oh gosh, man, really, you know? But then, but then, um, you know, when, when he, 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 he delivers the, the, um, the, the, the final moment and just pretty much talk about, you know, um, he's been so happy and fortunate to be part of these, um, to the audience's dreams. I actually love that as a closer, right? Um, I don't know if, if you're tuned out where the credits were ruling, right? It, it, and, but but I, w- I would say, if you haven't seen it, check it out too, right? Um, yeah, there's I this song that, that plays, I forgot the, oh gosh, I forget any, the guy's name who's sung no, it, but it's a great everybody. song. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the yeah, man, I'm song, the yeah. man, I'm the man. Yeah, right yeah I forget him in the other. That one, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. There's there's a bit where, with, there's a picture, sorry, where you see him with, with Lil Nas X. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And, and if no, I'm not mistaken, even though I don't know the people behind or who he was talking about or remember, I, I don't remember the people that he was talking about at the closer I wouldn't be surprised if a few of these snapshots involve people in the trans community or in the, in the LGBTQ community that he well, would either show up and took a little sc- um, snapshot right so exactly point is it, it right felt, I, I don't know that felt that felt like I, I was watching it I enjoyed but it felt a little manipulative like in terms of like, that, that's what I was gonna say no yeah it had a guy in a wheelchair I was like, wait, is that the wheelchair guy he's talking about? Like, All right, with the, with the disabled thing, yeah. With, uh, yeah, that's okay. a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, so, so I, I am not going to, to say that that moment was manipulative, but I could see why some people might think so because of the right. uplifting and triumphant song, you know, so you're talking about, right, you know, right, it's right, right, right. the come-up struggle, and you know, all the people he meet, like, there's a great picture with him, and Roycey59 and Eminem was like, hey, Wood, right? right. There's war with right. him and Dela Soul, right? Hey, cool, right? But the little Nas X was the one that really caught me by surprise because of what he said earlier on, right? Because how he, he made the joke is, is not like they were friends, right? It's just that, you know, from from what I assume from that um, snapshot, they just probably met each other after a show and talked for a bit. And I'm not saying right. that he, he had to ask little Nas approval right. to, to, to mention so, any bit, but I don't know, right? But the exactly. point is, I don't want to, I don't want, like, I'm not going to be the one to say, oh, he's trying to play with your minds, you know what I mean? Like, he wants to show you that, that he is, he's pro-LGBTQ, but then he could just make these jokes and then he could get away with it because he's pro, you know what I mean? I don't want to say that, but it's just a moment that really stood out to me out of everything, I, I should say out of that whole montage, in my opinion, right? So, so that's what I bet you that. Thing with that. Right, so the thing with that, another, another favorite of mine who got into some trouble over, over something like this, which is, uh, yeah, you know, most of these stories not necessarily true as they, as they are. So like when Dave Chappelle did the story with the trans person, I forget Daphne's the person name, I think. Uh, and that wasn't that turned out to, to largely be untrue. Um, 
people had a big issue out of it because he used it as a, lever- a leveraging point to make a point. Right. right? That's why that, that suffered. But the thing is, most stand-up comedy narratives and stories are untrue. So when uh, uh, this other guy, um, Hassan Minaj, a few, uh, I think sometime, I forget when, it was a few months ago, got into trouble for, for, for basically his stories not being true, a lot of people like, get up in arms over that. And I was like, well, no, none of these stories end up true. I, again, I, I, I don't think, and people use Dave Chappelle as a reference, not for that Daphne story, but for earlier stories. Like, you know, nobody thinks that a baby selling crack in, in, on the street at, at 2 a.m. or whatever it is, right? Um, and so on and so forth. So that story with Lil Nas X, I don't think it's true at all. Like, it's probably just not true at all. The conversation probably didn't, didn't happen. Nothing. Like, I don't think it's true at all. So it's stuff like that that don't really matter. Like, it, it could be true, maybe, but it don't feel true. Like, that's just my attitude about it. So it didn't bother me one way or the other. Yeah. Him showing up in a picture and he just build a narrative and spin it off of that. Who cares? Like, yeah. it was kind of a funny joke, maybe, you know, about, you know, you being in other people's story. That's about it. Yeah, I don't really, it didn't bother me one way or the other. Yeah, I understand, right? So yeah, for me, um, while I was not completely over the moon with, with the special, though, um, it, it was a lot better than the closer, though. It, it felt, right. I don't want to say a lot more, but it, it felt more more focused than, than the closer, though. I felt with the closer, right. he just went on this whole tangent about, you know, why yeah, trans rambling, people hate yeah. me, blah, blah, blah. And, like, literally yeah. spend about a third or more of his of his um performance on that, right? Um, right. So I, it's, it's not like I was expecting the whole thing to be about dreams and dreaming and all that kind of stuff, right? But the the team is strong, though, and, and I would say quite inspirational, yeah. though. I mean, obviously, right? But I mean, yeah, like like for a Caribbean man like me, I mean, you know, it's easy to look at them and be like, well, oh, gosh, well, in the states, though, like, all they could make, all they're making a living doing stand up comedy, you know. Think about that, you know. You you're touring the country yearly doing this shit, you know. We can't even do that. We only have like one or two specials, you know, um, com- comedy shows either after Carnival or whatever, right? We don't really do right. that on a regular basis, right? But I do understand where he's coming from and I do feel where, you know, that 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 passion that he has for his craft now because look at, it's basically decades that he's been doing this, right? And I would say that he has become, yeah, one of the greatest in my opinion, right? Despite his, you know, controversial takes on certain issues, right? So yeah, this this to me overall felt like a return to form. It it, it felt right. a little bit more focused. Um, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like just barely over, barely an hour long, you know. But you know, it it, it hits the points. You know, you get your laughs. Some jokes kind of fall flat. Like that whole Titanic joke again was terrible. But I guess that's yeah. the point of it. And I did not ex. I, 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 on, on the, while I while I you know could say oh gosh, but why you had to go in your bag and pull out that you know the whole trans joke thing at the same time. I know that he was self-aware enough to say, yeah, everybody who's going to tune into is going to watch and say, ah, I wonder if you're going to say something. But, you know, right. it, it would have been better if he didn't say anything at all or just probably mention, all right, you know what? And I can, like, if he had just stopped at the whole disabled joke and just moved on, I'd have, I'd have right. been fine. But if because he had yeah. to dial back on it again, I would do a little Nas X joke. I was like, all right, really? Really, bro? Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. But for what it is, it's fine. Um... You know what I mean? I I I checked it out um all yesterday or should I say all yes evening and I thought it was fine, man. Yeah. You know, harmless, right? For what it is. I, I I don't well, I guess maybe the reason why people are not talking about it is because two things. One, because of what we're gonna talk about next, and secondly right. because, you know, it, it kinda just is where it is. It didn't, you know, ruffle too much feathers, so I guess that's fine at the end of the day, right? So if I could rate it for me, 
Um, light three and a half out of five, man. It's, it's worth checking out, right. right? But I would say you don't have to rush out to see it. You know what I mean? Even though it's on Netflix, um, if if the clues are turn you off from from Chappelle, then or you just don't care about him at all, this will do nothing for you at all. But if you just want to see, you know, what what other insight he want to bring to the table, you know, ever since the clues and that special that he did in his old school, yeah, check it out, man. It's it's it's, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, um, yeah. last thoughts and rating. Yeah, about a 6 out of 10, maybe, you know, close to a 7, maybe. I mean, it does okay stuff. I, I really felt that he could have just... Ah, look, he's one of those guys that because he's so big that he could kind of get away with, with, like, this kind of bullshit, except for the, like, you know, offensive anti-trans stuff. But he could just kind of get away with it, just kind of rigging it and, and rigging it. And it just felt kind of low effort on his part. He It really felt like one of those experimental stuff that he would do on a bar somewhere. It is more that. Uh, but it didn't feel like a... a, a neat you know um you know well well polished uh, set of material it just felt it just felt kind of sloppy in that sense um and that, that is the one thing that kind of brought it down for me and again you know really really doubling down on the anti-trans some for no good reason you know you know uh, uh you know he, he, he didn't try to do anything as i said he did one little kind of little metal thing at the beginning and he shall just leave it there and move on and he didn't do that um whatever yeah six out of ten it's it's it could have been better, not the not the not the worst, not as bad as closer, but it could have been better. And I really felt that if you're gonna be doing these specials, you had to be the quality had to be propping up as, as it is now. So that's about it. Yeah, I understand, I understand. Um just this last point before we move on. I'm wondering if if in a way it's supposed to be kinda like more on a sentimental kind of thing, like you know, like uh, literally, man. This is one of the, you know, this is the place that that, that shaped me into who I am today. You know what I mean? So right. you know, it, it it's but. I understand, but at the same time, you know, given the level of quality we respect, uh, we expect from you, from from him by, uh, by now, yeah, he could have given us more, man. You know, he, even right. within that that space of time, he could have given us a lot more instead of it dropping stupid Titanic jokes for whatever reason, right? But whatever. But yeah, um, for some reason, right, as the year starts, right, yeah, we were overshadowed, overshadowed, sorry, by a particular interview, right? So I'll 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 just kick things off, right? This little preamble, right? So, forgive me, I am not on Black Twitter or what, Black X. Haha, <laughs> get it, Black X, right? I don't know. But yeah, um, I, I never knew about this club, She, She, Show, though. No, yeah, I was, I was I aware of that. I, I, so. No, I was aware that he had a new show. I knew he got a new show. Um, okay. I, I, I never watched it. But I knew he had a new show. Yeah. He, 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 he left um, Shannon Sharp. He, had, he recently left um, where he was on before, um, Sports Center, I want to say. It's a problem of mine where he was before. Right. Uh, sports thing. I know he left. And I know he started something new. So it's just him chilling out. And so I don't know, but I had no idea how popular the show was as a podcast or whatever it is. No clue. Yeah. But this made me fully aware of what the nature of the show is. <laughs> like, all yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, dog, like, like, just, I, I would say this, right? So like about uh, five, ten minutes in, I was like, all right, I need to subscribe to this channel, right? But yeah, you know, for the past, for the, pa- for the past few days, right? Since this thing dropped on January the 2nd, right? And while I'm 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 speaking here right now, this shit is still, you know, ca- t- um, ca- you know, taking up Sorry. you know um taking up a lot of views. Now, you know what I mean? A lot of people are still tuning into this, right? Yeah, he um he interviewed um the the, the legendary Cat Williams, right? So right. initially for me, right, I was like, all right, should I should I really watch this though? Because I was looking at the runtime, and I have no problem with like podcasts of this nature running for like close to three hours. I mean, drink champs. Look at that, right? But I was like, all right, I know, for, for, forgive me for this, Ricardo, I know people will just zero in on certain moments of it and not care about everything else, right? So me being the guy that I am, the completionist that I am, 
I decided to watch the entire thing, right? All two hours and 46 minutes of it, right? I only reach halfway, but that's fine. But I get the gist of it already. I saw the bits where he where he takes shots at um at Kevin Hart and uh, Ricky Smiley. I didn't I didn't expect the Ricky yeah. Smiley stuff and him to go so hard on him though. Um fights in love and stuff like that, right? Um, but at the same time, I was like, all right, should I really dive into it though? But then a friend of mine, you know, tagged me on, a, on, on something that he said. And also um, a, a, a gif where, yeah, they were, they were comparing Cat to the character, the legendary character they play in the Boondocks, a Pippin right. Slickback. I was like, oh, shit, right. all right, this is something, right? But then she also, well, um, that this last point, she also tagged me on an IG video um, that, um, or real or whatever, right? Um, that my boy Ice Cube put out, right? And that's when I that's when I start, I was like, all right, maybe I should really give this thing a watch, right? Because he is in this in a sense defending Cat, right? Even though he see what he see about Ricky Smiley, who was in Friday After Next, who played the the um the Ghetto Santa, and right. um, well, not so much Terry Crews, even though Terry Crews was in Friday After Next too, but also Faison Love, who was in the first Friday, right? Who played Big Worm, right. right? But the way yeah, how is on is on Love, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Fizon, right? Bravo, yeah, Bravo. who played Big Worm, right? Yeah, but the way yeah. how how um how Ice was was framing it is is almost like, all right, I know a lot of people zeroing on this a lot, and they they thinking that they 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 probably talking shit about Ice about Ice Cube and them, but he's like, no, the man pretty much ain't out. He he dirty laundry, seeing what he had to say. Right. He revealing a lot of things about the the um stand up comedy industry, which I didn't even know about, right? And right. how, like, from what I saw from it so far, it's almost like, you know what, I am just telling you the truth, man, everything you need to know, man, and, you know, comedians copying other people's jokes and all that kind of stuff, right? But right. he just more or less coming off and saying, look, don't, don't bring me into it. But he's saying it in a real subtle way, yeah? Like, yeah. all right, I just cool with it. The man saying what he had to say, whatever. But at the same time, I think he just pretty much don't want to be involved in it at all, right? Because he is not a comedian, right. right? You know, the man is a rapper slash, what, actor, director, right? So leave him out to it, right. right? But yeah, but yeah, go Go on, go on. Yeah, this this was this kind of overshadowed the whole controversy with, with Chappelle. Like, I hardly any. I don't think I think because of this, nobody really talking about Chappelle uh, special. Uh, because of this and this kind of getting to it. Listen, it either say a bunch of shit that I have been kind of thinking in the back of my head for years. The first number one thing, the so called kings of comedy are kind of bad. I agree. Right. Look, I I um, haven't seen that show. I only saw that shit once right, in my life, and I was like, all right. I no, never, the reason why okay. I watched it, I remember, was I, I I'll never forget this. Um, Roger Ebert gave this thing a two thumbs up. I was like, okay, this okay. guy two thumbs up, and I watch it. I was like, right. all right, I moved on. I I remember watching King of Comedy, and not like I, listen, I'm not judging them. I just judge them from Cat's perspective about them as their stand-ups, their stand-ups. Yeah, like they their careers didn't really like make a workable conceit. And the only person who was genuinely talented who had a good stand up and ended up going on to do great stuff and had good TV careers, unfortunately passed that was Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Yeah. The others I never thought I never thought Steve Harvey was funny in stand up, right? I like him. I like the show. I remember his sitcom was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Cedric I used to watch it too. I used to watch it too. Yeah. And and the Cedric Cedric Entertainer show was was fine. Um, kind of forgettable, but it was fine. Forgettable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Cedric is probably the least talented of the bunch by far. Dale Hughley was also a non 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 starter for me. Right? He was also somebody who I was never particularly impressed with. Um and yeah, so he he now was uh, another one who I thought was just underwhelming. And yeah, he writes about all of that. He's like, yeah, the only I always thought the Kings of Comedy, none of it was funny except for Buddy Mac. 
straight up. Another thing he do is that it's something that I never think about, but like in retrospect, he's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, see, Vavi here, he was always ball. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> right? That kind of funny to me. Uh, what else? What else he talk about? Um, the stuff with the whole... This one, this is a thing that is, has go back and forth on, because I don't know how to feel about this, because I've never heard any really good arguments necessarily debunking it, and I understand why people just bring it up. The whole black men in a dress thing, like, you know, that's a whole thing that Dave Chappelle talk about. It's a whole thing that I just feel like one of those things that just designed to do that. And I've heard, heard arguments showing that, no, it's not that strong of a case as to why, and it, it kind of homophobic and kind of anti-Semitic, the way of the, frame, the framing of a lot of it is B, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, he bring up that, yeah, again, with, with um, Ricky Smiley. <laughs> and so it's, well, um... We say about, about, about fights and love. Oh, right, well, basically mentioning about just how these guys have not had a, a successful or a, a, a special at all, a TV special at all, yeah. right? You know, in their, in their yeah, career, you know? And he and oh, he, 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 he cited uh, fights and lovers one of them because yeah um for the yeah, life yeah. of me I never remember a special film at all I don't oh. know if you remember this Ricardo right but you know back in the days right when when we were really serious about doing um these these stand up um, comedy shows right remember all right so there was a little TV show called The Parenthood right which Robert Townsend created and yep. started right. And one of the yeah, stars yeah, was yeah. Fights in Love. And because of the success right. of that show, they brought down Fights in Love. I remember how they were hyping that up, right? I'll never forget. Right. There was um there was uh not a jingle, there was uh there was a promo, right? A, a TV promo with these two comedians, right? And they playing like these these um they playing like they they go into the show itself now, like they just common folk, right? And talk about, hey, you know who coming down to? Hey, remember that guy from from um, Parenthood boy? Fights and yeah. Love coming down. Oh good, back and all. And then like the the day after his performance, I hear that once he came in on stage, he talked for about a couple of minutes and it blew him off. I yep. never forgot that, John. I think that that that, <laughs> wow. that was that that for me was when I tuned out of him, right? But he'll always be yeah. big William to me because I love Fred. I, I I love that shit, right. right? But yeah, um, but one reason why I didn't want to dive too deep into the whole, you know, no disrespect, you know, the whole TikTok moments and all that kind of stuff, right? Is that right. I felt like, because, I mean, there's more stuff going on too, because, like, while I was watching it, I didn't even, like, he, he brought up his um, his, his backstory, um, you know, this, the idea of how serious he was about pursuing um, comedy that, you know, he, he left his family and, you know, uh, he didn't want to be under their, their strict religious rule and all that kind of stuff, right? right. So for me, who, who know little to nothing about this man's come up, I, I thought I was fascinated, and it's a good thing that right. I'm watching it, you know, on the, the, the channel itself instead of just all these clips, you know, because it's easy for us to just zero in on the clips and say, ah, oh, that's that's funny, that's funny, yeah, I see, I right. see the clips, but you, you, you see everything else now. So for me, I, I get in the full story, but ultimately, yeah, what people are going to tune into this for better or for worse are those moments where he would just stop and say, hey, Ricky Smiley, say, you know what, hey, you know what, it, during the production of Friday after next, he's talking about, oh, you know, why, why, why is, why am I, you know, why do I have a bandaid on my nose and all that kind of stuff, and people can't see right. my face, and they see bitchiness that he, he was doing on set, though. Like, those moments are, are what really stand out to you, right? And for me, I just find it so, so funny to me that he would just kind of just say it brazen, right? And and Shannon would just be like, shocker. And he will, yeah. he would kind of come like, but, you know, like, we're seeing this about one the six, straight like one the six is one of my favorite comedians. We are seeing that for, and then he will come and say, "No, oh, well, she would she she invite me to 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 interview, and then she cuts my mouth and blah blah blah." So I make sure all day and blah blah blah, and he would just be like shocked, like, oh. "No, but the six are more um, 
whatever whatever alcohol they drink in it. Let me just take a sip of that. But the point is, is that he he just so brazen about it. And he would just say, "Is it truth? Right? Is the truth shall yeah. set me free?" That kind of vibe. And Shannon just stunned. He shocked. He had to like compose himself, sip some some whiskey, and then just get back into right. into the freer thing. So this that back and forth, I I love though, you know. But again, like we, I say, go with this kind of zero in on those bits instead of the other stuff, right? The other stuff, right. and you know the interview. You know, we we talking about Cat himself, not what Cat think about other people. But sorry, that's part of it too, you know. So yeah, right, right. To be fair, uh, I'll say that he didn't. Um, he he he's not the, the most reliable like narrator in, in certain sets, right? That's his next extent. So you know, because he keeps saying, oh, you know, I'll tell you a joke, but I'll never tell. I'll always tell you the truth, that kind of attitude. But that's probably not entirely the, the case, uh, to be fair. Um, but to me, the stuff about like careers and his opinion about careers is like, yeah, I kind of understand where you're coming from with that. Like, yeah, a lot of these guys who they they they're funny because they're black now. Like a lot, of, like face on love, like sorry to say, it, he just have a funny face. But he not like he does seem to have any like workable comedy talent. Same thing with with Cedric and Zeta. I mean, it's real shitty insults. Eh? There's like body body stuff and them kind of thing. But like yeah, like the reason why Faison on love is popular because he fat and he black. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 just just to touch quickly on Faison, right? So no disrespect to the man, right? You know, but just because he had funny lines in Friday. I, yeah, I didn't come it. out of Friday say, okay, he's like, well, the funniest guys ever. It's like, no, like, the man just had funny lines. Yeah, <laughs> he like, just had funny like, moments. But I would, like, think he's one of the greatest comedians or black comedians of all yeah. time because of that one movie. No. You know? I think, I, what, what, I, what, what, I, I, I would say Bernie Mac, who was in that film, by the way, yeah, he had moments and he actually yeah. showed a lot of charisma. Like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, when yeah. he was doing the whole... Um, you know uh, what we what we call um whatever it is we call that a sinny scene scene. You know what I mean like what he bring right. with the whole preacher character he played. That was funny. You know what I mean so. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, but I think where where cat going with the, with the material is show to show that how it's is less about it's more your marketing yourself and it's a kind of conceit towards fraud in 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 in, in your whole history of yourself. Now is that is that bullshit, right? Like whatever cat. Like who cares? Like I had him like knocking all of these like comedians who just have light skin wives, but they have they just a weird looking face, but light skin wives all of them. <laughs> Thing. Again, kind of funny, but it's at the point. That's true. Like it's yeah. not things like that. But yeah. it's, it's, it's nothing. not saying I think I think particularly deep or anything like that. It's just it's just just grinding, just 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 jobs. It's just yeah, he just yeah. And chops at that funny to me. All the way how he busting chops. Yeah. And it's not like he's one of those guys who has always catered to like he's always sp- speak truth to power in that sense. Like it's like yeah people who kind of follow shit like like steve harvey was let's tell this narrative oh he's so poor and he's so thing and to, when he was yeah I, I knew that you know he was sleeping in the car for three years i heard that story too i heard that story too right we hear that story enough times not entirely true steve harvey sorry to see it yeah stuff like that yeah Whatever. it don't bother me it don't bother me one way or the other because people like those kind of narratives as it is exactly just a cat tear them thing dog funny to me like, it, no <laughs> it, no it is it is right um just just there's a couple more things right um I thought it was it was really funny though. Uh, um, shout out to I think it's Hip Hop DX who put well into it, right? Yeah, apparently he says something. A cat says something about Trick Daddy and Trick went up on IG live and say some shit too. Like you know, fuck you, man. Blah blah blah. I, I thought like like Trick Daddy, you know, like when the last time we heard music from I him, a hot hot minute. I I, I know he does appear on hip hop shows, right? Like BT Hip Hop Awards and whatnot for performances. But literally, when's the last time you you really heard him put out a song, right? Just seeing. But I thought it was real funny that he came up and said something too. You know? Apparently, Ludacris says something too. Like I think he pulled right, a freestyle, I I but I haven't seen that right. as yet. But I wanna watch the the rest of this um video out, and I would say. 
yeah um check it out man if you have the time i mean it's, it's a podcast you know like this one here ha so you can always pause it get back to it right and that's what i'm doing you know but i want to get the full scope of it and then i yeah. could be like all right or okay yeah i'll um you know this bit and that bit and that i want the full context of everything right you right. know and it's going really really good though you know I, I must say so um yeah long story short i'm gonna be i'm gonna be checking up on this club she she podcast man you know and you know i like i, I don't know like i just wish uh, like i wish that we could reach that level one day you know maybe we just had to bring like a like a like a six star or whatever like a like a like a full case of star or whatever and just bring in the, the interviewee and talk shit for like three hours i don't know right but it's just amazing that when you have these these guests who show up and just see some unexpected shit that's when they draw traffic to to to, to that show so case in point kanye west drink champs right. i mean right. a lot of people to do the drink champs they say hey what this man say and you know yep. like like his narcissism though fascinates me right it's it's real insidiousness right but it it just fascinates me right and i get some something of the same thing with, with cat williams like this his ballsiness in see you seeing what he calls the truth though yep. is fascinating to me man so this is something that i know for sure i'm gonna be going back to like wow but i like Catway, wow! And I'll close this. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, think thanks to this. You have many situations. No, but you have many situations of just actually taking down people who should be taken down. Like it's how that story about is a radio announcer who kind of messed up somebody and was kind of shitty about the whole thing. Uh. And yeah, he was like he just kind of destroyed this woman's career because of that. Because yeah. she was like really terrible. Because she used to um edit stuff poorly and make people look bad and that kind of thing. Right? It's same. It's same kind of like he's just kind of go after these shitty people in a certain way. The same thing would do like Wendy Williams, another one kind of piece of trash when you're when you check it up them kind of things i to be that funny when he when, when he when he when he and he's like the best person not doing that mm. in my humble opinion yeah so it's that and, and i'll, I'll yeah. close this right um i i i think out of this though more people right especially gen zers right you know because they're gonna follow they're gonna share anything that they you know i i imagine they probably share any shit out of these clips you know with him taking shots at kevin hart and them right um right, right. yeah I, I think more people will you know be reminded of or at least check out cat williams's work you know what i mean and and really right. admire him for you know the, the 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 master um comedian that he is man so yeah you yeah. know drawing drawing traffic to yeah. his art he, too so i love that, that that's great but yeah i think yeah, because I, I thought he was he was really at a low point you remember when i think a 14 year old kid like choke him out look up that oh i, I don't uh, know about that though um i'll I, I I look it up he, I forget what happened, but basically, like this, he like tried to slap a, a child, something like that, <laughs> and and then like the, the the boys, like the boy had to be like the boy was real young, and the boy just like just grabbed Cat Williams and just effectively put him in a sleeper hole and knock him out, real. like goddamn, wow. like yeah, look up that. You could you trying to like teach him a lesson or some nonsense. Oh, oh, it was it's filmed. Like oh, yeah, it was filmed. Like you could find Ooh, it. You could find okay, that. okay, okay. Jeez, yeah, like... stuff like that. Eh? And so it's little things like a lot of people kind of bounce it back and, and attacking Cat by saying, "Oh, he's just bitter." and so on and so on and so forth and take but like to me this stuff like this just kind of funny in its own right you don't have to take it seriously but it's funny like it's no different from like you know and it's not our podcast it's no different from like a joe rogan or one of these like one of them things though mm-hmm. it's that um, yeah, yeah. but yeah that's about it yeah. exactly boy so yeah you know the, the, the you know literally in a week boy we get like two you know you know, stand-up comedy performances, if you will, boy. But that's different yeah, no perspectives, boy. You know what I mean? So that that that's really yeah. that's really fascinating to me, man. So yeah, at the end of the day, boy. Wow, like that that's how it is to be a stand-up comedian. But you are you gotta watch your back. You gotta make sure your 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 material is original. You gotta be writing. Cause that's one thing that Kat was stressing on, eh? 
You gotta, you yeah. gotta be writing, Jen. You gotta be constantly writing. I, I love how you're saying how he's only work with like talented people who does write this shit, and other people who does copy other people's jokes and run with it. I was like, no, I mean, Whoa. across the board, across <laughs> the board, we're getting across the board, we're getting a big like blowback and lashback against the concept of plagiarism in its own right. Especially, I'll say what really kicked that in is all of this AI stuff now. Um, but you know, for for better or for worse, and it have a lot of a lot of disingenuous attacks on people with that. I'm gonna get into that for now. But yeah, like you know, it had whole things about just people who can catch up plagiarism online now because they they just take the lazy intellectual route on thing. And look, I just kind of do it in a in a in my old way in terms of like, oh well, at 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 this joke or that little one line or something like that. But now nah, we talk about people leveraging their whole goddamn career on just being a plagiarist. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And he 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 correct about that. Like yeah, stealing jokes is a no no. If I was being paid. As a person, that is my career. Why would I, you know, be a plagiarist on these kind of things? That's kind of silly. Exactly. It, 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 it's it, like rap music, bro. I mean, yeah. And yeah. for some silly reason, it, it, people just think they could do this, and and it just a lot of people just I'll straight up say it. A lot of people just straight up entitled. So they they think they're entitled to money. So their attitude is well, I can just do anything to get you. Like that fellow who who um. Uh, the video, the video, one of my favorite videos of last year, Jim Summerton, whoever it is. Uh. Yeah, he's like one of, one of those guys, you know, these, these weirdos who just, just tell themselves, watch now, I deserve to be wealthy, no matter what, and I'm just going to take this niche and make it work for where I'm going to do it for where it is. And yeah, Kat is absolutely right, I'm calling out that bullshit, sorry to say it. Um, it's one thing that you're doing it on one one um, aspect of it, but it's another thing entirely to, to say you want to leverage your whole career, you're doing it's so much of it, literally, literally like... 70 80 percent of your career is, is on original material that's ridiculous come on like that, that is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so agreed man yeah. so 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 yeah well, um would be up and coming um comedians where you're you're you're, you're sure you want to be comedians you sure because um if, if it's not cat there could be somebody else who might make you out if he if you're not bringing that real you know if if, if you're faking that funk somebody will call the alternate dread so yeah really think twice before before you jump into this profession dread. we swear to god yeah all right, so uh, moving on now, let's finally talk about season two of What If, right? So uh, we'll just, you know, run through these, these episodes quickly. We'll get into some spoilers, right? Um, but what I will just say, just, just in general, just, just to, to open things, right? So, um, you know, the first season, you know, came out uh, a while back. Um, and, you know, even though I was that blown away by it, right? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that using that, um, that beloved comic book, um, What If... You know, as as a springboard for the show, I, I you know as a springboard for the for the MCU, yeah, it makes a lot of sense now because you know the, the the world of the MCU is already so large and it's getting larger literally by by the months, right, by the seconds, right. Um, yeah, it's 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 you know the material is right for something like this, right, where you could see you know what if this thing didn't work out and this other thing happened and you know you kind of use this as an excuse to to bring other characters and you know play out different scenarios and this have us you know comic book or or you know superhero film nerds taking you know what that actually could make that actually kind of make sense or uh, or at times nah that 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 kind of don't make sense at all you know what I mean so in a way it works right it's very ambitious you could you could really see. How you know it's the creativity is the creativity involved though that, that I really admire yeah. about the show the most, right? And also the, the, the animation. I think that the, the animation or I should say the art style, um, I'm not familiar with what it is or what the category is, but I think that it works for something like this, right? And lastly, I do like the fact that you get, you know, a majority of the original, you know, um actors who played who, who played roles in these films to show up, right? right. Um whether it's Ben the Cumberbatch or Mark Ruffalo, it's it's funny to me that they like in this season here. I don't I don't 
I think they probably did it in the last season too. Yeah, they did, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson didn't show up, you know, so they get Leak yeah, Bell. They too, yeah, yeah they, they get Leak Bell, you know, from um uh from from Poison. Sorry, who played Poison Ivy in um Harley Quinn to play Black Widow? I thought that was pretty interesting. I hear the voice, I hear the low voice, and I forgot the guy who they got to play um who they got to play Tony Stark Iron slash Iron Man. Yeah, yeah but but but. Even though it's not Robert, it's not Robert Downey's voice. He have the mannerism down. He have it kind of yeah. down. Yeah, so good. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did right. Um, and and well, for me, one of the big takeaways from this show here is um, you know, Captain Carter, right? You know, basically, you know, Peggy Carter, but she is you know Captain America in this in this series here. I think that like for me, she is the standout character of this show. Right. You know, yeah. uh, one well, in second place being, of course, the Watcher, you know, played by my boy Jeffrey Wright, right? Everybody else is just pretty much characters that you know and see and you love. And it's just like, oh, you know, it would be interesting if you did this instead of that, right? That, that That's the sell of it, right? And this season here, they, they, they do that as well too, right? But um, what I will say, this, just to get that gripe out of the way, though, I, I don't know if it's the same with you, Ricardo. Um, I felt like this season here was... In particular, a little convoluted, though. Um, yep. And it start it start okay. It start okay. It did. Yes. And then what is what is I felt I felt two things. A little convoluted, there is one, but two. The actual payoff was pretty weak. Um, <sighs> Agreed, man. And and, and I say that little too, eh, because if I yeah. say it a lot, then you know people might think, oh, you know, huh. you 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 you're part of that whole, you know, because you, I don't want to bring up superhero fatigue in this, right? I will yeah. I will exclude superhero fatigue in this show because I don't think it, it exists here, right? Here's, here's what I'll say about superhero fatigue. I don't think as the audiences are superhero fatigue. I think the creators are superhero fatigue, right? Because a lot of people just kind of don't want they don't want to do anything interesting with it, um, but they feel like they have to put it out still. So they're just like it all the all the hard work, all the low hanging fruit kind of pass now. So now you have to actually think about what you're gonna do going forward. And after Thanos, it's kind of hard. Like that's how I feel about it. So you're you're gonna have a handful of people who could. Make it work now. Yeah, James Gunn is one of those. Like, sorry to say. So, you know, so that's what I feel about. That's what Matt, you know, about superior fatigue as it is. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. And, and lastly, right, before before we get into the, the episodes, right? And, you know, um, like, like I was, I, 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 I will actually accuse myself of seeing this too. I said it was, I said this with the Marvels, right? Where, you know, the, these, these shows kind of trust that you have to see every single show right. under the MCU um, banner to understand everything like that, right? And here I felt it was it was that though. Like I have yep. to mentally go back to, you know, shows like Captain Marvel. I have to go back to the first Thor movie to remember. Oh, this character, this side character, that side character, right? Because right, right. yeah, I'll, I'll say in particular with the last I mean, couple of episodes in particular, right? Yeah. Um. Before we get into that, right? Yeah, they throw everything. Including right. the, the kitchen sink at you. While I was enjoying it, well, it, 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 it its end yeah every possible what if you know yeah. could happen happen in this and it, yeah. it makes some sense like in it, terms of like it, what, what, it, what's it, going on but yeah it, it, it does right but for me yeah. it, it i was watching this it, it kind of it, like this this is the best compliment i, I could give it it kind of felt like i was watching like gameplay of super smash brothers yeah. like it it, yeah, it felt much. like i would have yeah. seen a bunch of heroes oh, who are unrelated right who just yeah, show up in one scene yeah. and they just battling each other where i'm like yeah. it it really means it, it kind of kick ass at the same time i'm like what is going on this is insane it's literally yeah. insane but I, I feel like it's self-aware enough to be like yeah we know it's insane but just yeah. shut your shut up shut your brain right. off and just enjoy it right but we'll talk about our those last two episodes right so yeah um 
so episode one, right? Or I should say, well, season two, episode one. Um, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps, right? Um, right. I thought that this one started off pretty, pretty promising, right? Um, well, it was weak. It, the, 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 I like the story except for the actual resolution. I thought that was kind of lame. Like uh, it, 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 it was. They, they really could have done Tom more. Yeah. Well, that, no, I'll, I'll tell you why. Right? I'll, I'll get the spoilers a bit, right? So first off, love the fact that you know uh, McGill, Karen Gillan returns as Nebula, right? Um, I love the the, the Blade Runner setting of um, of of Xander. I thought that was pretty interesting Zander, as well. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah this because because I love Blade Runner and, and especially Blade Runner twenty forty nine so much. Yeah, I will see little bits and pieces like ah, oh, you only get that from twenty forty nine. Ah, in particular, what they did with um, oh gosh, with um, Nova Prime, right? Um, right? Her turning villainous all of a sudden. Um, she she can't remember. I, I know, yeah. I know. She yeah. she can't remember my Robin Wright's character in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where oh right. she running right. things, but she actually evil and she on shit. Blah, 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 right? Okay, right. But yeah, but this whole idea that she 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 needed um, Nebula to hot, pretty much hotwire the yeah. actual. Um, force field that covering Xander just for Ronan to show up makes no sense. Like, and you running yeah. it, and you're the one who set up the the dome in the first place. So why yeah. you need why you had to go through all this drama? And then yeah, because for me because destroy a ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for me because I only saw um Captain Marvel once. I forgot who Yon Rog was. I was like, "All oh, right, you look right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Duh, but that, that, I that, forget. that was arbitrary too because I thought it, it would have been it would have worked if it was like if it was like maybe an alternate version of Rocket or something like that. No. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I was right, like, "All right, you, 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 you go in here, okay." Yeah. Uh, but it was cool seeing um you know Howard the Duck. That was cool. Once I saw Seth right. Green's name, I was like, "All right, it's him, right?" Um, yeah. Korg though, I was I was uh, actually like uh, actually the the episodes with Korg or see the instances where Korg shows up. I think like Taika Waititi really shines as Korg. Like he he made yeah. he he's one of the reasons why I I enjoy the season because yeah, it's the same goofball character that you love, right? But it's like that. But yeah, um, overall you know good setup though, and I like the new noir vibe of it too. Again. Is Joanna left from Blade Runner? I have no problem with that. You know, even right down to the ships, to the to the cars, basically how they fly off. It's very Blade Runner inspired, right? But yeah, they pay off with her, and they need her to to um to, to bring down the shields. Didn't make any sense. It's like, but all they could have do it all themselves, and you know, it's like, all right, okay, you know. But it was it's it's it it started off promising. It was it was a, it was an okay episode, right? So yeah, what were your thoughts on this um premiere? Yeah, as I said, it, it start, it, the, the premise okay and not bad, but I really felt they could have just do something better with that mystery um, as it is. So it didn't, it didn't wow me, wow me. Okay, it started off kind of do it, it, it. In my opinion, this is probably the weakest episode, to be honest, Um, in my humble opinion, but that is about it. I, I just wish they, they just had a better way to resolve the supposed mystery. Like, they had to make it a big, dumb conspiracy. You can just make it a simple case, whatever. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, up next, we have What If Peter Quill Attack Earth's Mightiest Heroes, right? right. Um, This one... Was was good I'd as well too. Yeah, I'd follow this yeah, one. Right? What well, well, yeah. I like is that it pretty much takes the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. So like, um, what if you know, basically, um, Peter, it's um, instead of him being um part of um Yondu's crew now, Yondu actually delivered him to Ego, right? So he right. now becomes powerful and now he goes, he he's returned to Earth and you know he's like destroyed shit, right? That that was really cool. I like that the fact that you have this this sort of um you know Avengers of sorts. So you know Peggy Carter's yeah, there. Adventures or Adventures of the eighties, I think. What, what yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's 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 in um eighty eight, eighty eight, yeah. 
Right. Um. So you know, it was cool. Uh, what 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 surprised me though was um, oh gosh, was seeing was seeing um Goliath though. I was like, hey, Lawrence right. Fishburne, you in this? What? So you it's know? only one, it's only one small thing out of change, but I get why they did it for the plot line kind of thing. So they might go forward with that, which is uh, instead of Winter Soldier, I'd have the Red Guardian guy. Um, I don't know where where he was in that timing, but he would have been there, right? Uh. It should have been him. I yeah. Don't know. Um, but I, I do like that Bucky was there and there's actually a great moment where he was supposed to, to kill Peter. Um, but right. then you realize, oh, he was actually working for the Russians. It's like, oh, okay, that, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, huh, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, it was cool seeing, seeing Howard there, Howard Stark, um, Thor was there. That was pretty cool. Right. Um, t- King Chachaka, though, that, that catch me by surprise. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. all right, all right, all right. And, you know, well, you know, well, the, um, Atman, well, I should say, um, oh gosh, well, well, um, Hank, Hank oh, is there. Hunt, yeah. yeah. Hank is there, yeah. Original Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it, right? Um, they do they do something kind of dumb, but I, I get that they had to move the story along where Hank's daughter is the one who had a freeing Peter. Can, can, right. can they capture him? But then, you know, there's this bit where she listened to she music or she Walkman yeah. and it's like, oh, you know, you listen to music, blah, blah, blah. I, I, yeah. I get it, but that was kind of dumb, but I understand you have to get the, the, the story roller, right? Um, and another big compliment I'll give with the show here, right? Um, is how these... How... I don't want to say fast, right? Well, I'll say the, the last two episodes were pretty fast for me, right? But I love how it just sort of flows, though. How it kind of tells the story. It gets to the point very quick, you know what I mean? Um, I actually admire that about about this show. I I, I, I believe this, they did that in the last season, too. But in particular with the season here, I really noticed how, yeah, just how to the point and how concise the storytelling yep. was in, in the season, though, right? But yeah, um, like you, I, I enjoyed this, right? I didn't love it, love it that much, though. But it was it was a pretty interesting concept on, again, you know, yeah. if... if if a young Peter Quill had ego's powers, how that would have played out, right? Uh, that, that was pretty interesting. So yeah, your, your, your thoughts on that episode? Yeah, I thought, I thought this one was cool too. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It, it a lot of it worked for me, all, all things considered. I didn't have any major issues as it is. So it's good. So it's good too. Yeah. Um, and I should mention this though, going into this next episode, right? So I did not watch this on a daily basis um from the from the 22nd of december to the 30th like a lot of people did right i just wait till everything done i wait till after new years and i just watch through everything right so right. it wasn't an issue for me to watch the third episode that would be what if happy hogan see christmas right because you know I yeah I, I i really really dug this one though this is yeah. destined to be a go-to uh you know christmas tv special it'll be classic tv special yeah. in my opinion um and what it does do, I, I love how it just sort of knows where it is and sticks to the point, right? So basically, yeah. it's Die Hard by the MC, right? And says it's a happy right. Hogan. Uh, so he, this is an idea. This uh-huh. is the idea I remember having for for a thing, which is what you should have. Um, what you should have a, a Die Hard scenario in the Avengers tour. But my idea was something involving Ultron. Um, but I like that they did this and they made it. They made it happy. Yeah. Um, yes. And yes. The, the running joke is Hulk Hogan. Um, yes, well, no. When they yeah. drop it, I was like, "Wow, why did they pick yeah. up on that?" That was so smart, right, though. Right. Because at at first, I thought that you know him being injected, you know, well by accident in quotes, you know, with with the Hulk gene, gene or whatever it is. Yeah, I thought that was just like, all right, well, you know, it's some kind of goofball shit. All right, okay. But then when yeah. they dropped the Hulk Hogan joke, I was like, wow, why didn't I come right, up with that? Know. Jesus Christ, right? But yeah, yeah. um, I, I thought premise wise, it, it it totally works. There's a couple of flaws with. It. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, I like the idea that it's Justin Hammer from Iron Man Two who does it. But right. yeah, I'll get to the couple of flaws, right? So I understand. This is just nitpicks, right? So I understand, right? I understand the idea was that he was going to hack into Ultron and use the, well, I should say, well, yeah, well, basically use the, the Iron Man butts or whatever it is to, to be a muscle. Okay, I understand that, right? 
But bro, you you have two gunmen with you, Dre. You, you like rubber is diehard, so expect like a whole squad of gunmen. You bring two men, and like really, like yeah. you know, what I mean? like this this on people, yeah, yeah. this on people. It's just like oh gosh, like and even they and all sight diehard in this in this show. show yeah, this. They, so, make, like, they well, make a you, bunch of you. they make a bunch of like diehard references, but also a lot of, like a lot of shots from old MCU episodes, like. Hmm. Oh, up to you movies now. Like, oh yeah, right. This is from this movie and this is from that movie and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, they make it work for it. Was, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny and charming. It worked. Yeah. Uh, where 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 everybody was was funny. Like like when the Avengers had to come back, that yeah. was funny. Uh where where Black Widow was, was was funny. I, I like that. that um funny, and, yeah. and the bit with um with Bruce and and, and, and Hawkeye. That was funny as well too. I like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, if I just have another gripe though, I, I mean as, as as much as I love the actress and she voiced all that though, uh Darcy, she is still annoying. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh there's a couple bits where she does a Christmas carol and I know it's for jokes and they had to end the episode off with the same that that dumb carol that she does. I was like, Ugh, stop it please. It's dumb. The first time you don't need to drag it along. But I understand, I understand why she was there in it though, and I love that, you know, <laughs> there's a point where Maria asks like um, you know, uh like if you've ever held on a job before though, because she just keep talking about she's the best intern ever. You know what I mean? I, I, I like that 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 bit. That was that's pretty yeah. funny as well, right? But yeah, she was kinda doing it at, at some bits. So. What they did with the Hulk Buster though, that was great, right? Right. And yeah. because, you know, um Happy is now well the well the character apparently is called the freak though. Yeah. They get yeah, some moments of simulated graphic violence through where he is just destroying all these ultron like butts and how he does it yeah. was so badass so um i actually yeah. like the fight between him and no, it, it, it um, like justin when he's the hulkbuster outfit that was right cool. and it's the same a lot of the same shots from age ultron no? yes same, yes same yes fight, same, yeah, yeah a lot of but a lot of overlap but it yeah. works for the most part and, and lastly um and you know just just touching on 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 die hard worship though I love how it also replicates the um, the music from the film, right? I forget the composer yeah. of the film, right? But what what I love about like what he did in Die Hard is where he would take like the the Christmas carols, right, and just work them into the orchestral piece, right? So you hear like yeah. dun, 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 and then you'll yeah. just drop some drums and some strings to heighten up the scene. So he incorporates some Christmas carols and melodies into the into the score right and they did that very well you know they replicated in this episode yeah. as well too man so they, yeah they, they I, had some straight up straight up scenes from die like the part where he dive on the window with the yeah thing with and, and, and when they oh, when no, they no. when they unlock the the big you know oh the room where all the you know the the thing that was seeking all this time is in this room and well in, in the old film they was playing in the ninth symphony you know they, da, da, yeah. da, well this one they play something a little similar so i like that but yeah this is going to be a certified this is already a certified you know christmas tv special classic man i could see myself yeah. going back to this in the future man so yeah uh, your, your thoughts this episode yeah yeah i love this one this is my personal favorite one it's just it's just funny they make a bunch of diet references general movie references and then just a bunch of mcu references and it they just come together really really well i, I usually just tend to like hate this kind of reference humor but it, it really worked in this in my humble opinion so yeah that's about it yeah um well i'm not sure if you if you enjoyed this one right um this one actually came out on christmas day itself what if iron man crashed into the grandmaster right i kind of uh, like this I, one I, I, I don't love this but it was all right yeah um it's it's one of those things where premise wise, yeah, 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 it, it's a huge, huge, huge stretch. But I like the idea that you're taking these characters who who 
don't fit in each other's films and put them into one shoe, right? So basically, you're taking yeah. post Avengers Iron Man, but you're throwing them into Thor Ragnarok. So he meets the Grandmaster, played once again by uh, Jeff Goldblum. They train Valkyrie, played by Gil Tessa Thompson. Of course, Korg is there, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But what is surprised me with though was was training Gamora. I was like, right. And but if right, I just have if this, this explains where Gamora and I, um, where Gamora came from. In, yes. Uh, in the last season for that. In the last right. season, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if I just have one. Well, uh, you know, you you can pick it for these, right? But this one gripe, though, is 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 kind of where that it starts. Well, technically, it starts off with um with Tony Stark, right? But it's really about Gamora. But I felt like Gamora would kind of, you know, like it wasn't really about Gamora, even though it technically is about her, if that makes sense. So she like right. kind of kicks the story off, but it's really about yeah, Tony uh, like, and how he got there. Yeah, because the her rejecting Thanos, like yes. again, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, but what what makes it work though, and they caught me by surprise though, was the sort of like the pod cheese, so the pod race that they do in the right. end. I thought that yeah. scene was 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 just yeah, fucking kickass in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. chariot race thing, right? You know, very Mad Max inspired. You know, what I mean? but it yeah. it totally totally works. So I I love the I love the bit where you know, well, just basically the um oh gosh the the chariot that that Tony races. I thought that was great. I love that it's it's it's. Oh, it's that like a transformer but in a way it is where it's yeah. part of his armor, but it's like his armor turns completely into the into the machine, you know. So I like that. I thought that was right. pretty cool as well, right? Uh where where it ends with Grandmaster was was dumb, like as a as a right. as a Wizard of Oz reference back yet, because they mentioned Wizard of Oz before, I was like, alright. And I felt they could have done a little bit more with the closer the closing moment with Thanos and Gamora. I was like all right, I get, right. but okay, you gotta give me more than that. But all right, like it, it's like okay, like the show wrapping up, so let's just show this brief scene and just end it right there. Okay, the end. Like all right, okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I because it just took these characters who technically not supposed to fit in this in this episode at all. I just showed yeah. them into one episode, and it it, it kind of works, you know. But yeah, your, your your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this one, this one was, uh, I had fun with this one, but it also was kind of forgettable too. Um, it's only when you mention this kind of stuff, it's like, oh yeah, right, that happened in this episode. And that happened, and that happened. But I was about it, I didn't, um, didn't super love it, didn't, I, it was a step down from the previous episode, so I wasn't too hyped about it, but it's still good. Like, for what you're trying to do and see, and, and what you're going, going for, it's like, yeah, cool. Right, right, right. So here's where they, they try to go into the into the more traditional narrative route, right? Like they like they did before, right? This is where what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper, right? Um right. in terms of just capturing the feel of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, this episode worked right. for me. Um, you know, you know, uh, basically making Steve Rogers the with the Soldier character this. What right. the catch me though is that they took Bucky and and, and made him um well, I, I think he was he, yeah, he was he was the head of yeah, yeah, yeah he, 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 he was the head of Hydra, right? I believe so. No, no, he was the head of he had of Shield. Right, uh, Shield. My bad. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, well, is um, is this is, is um this Robert Redford's character? He's in that. Right. Movie. Um, what is yeah. um? Oh gosh, Alexander something. I, I forgot right. the name. PS. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander PS. PS. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, can't watch the face like that's Alexander well, right, PS, right? But then, but then remember, they say those Bucky's like, oh shit. Yeah, that's... but Bucky, remember Bucky didn't have the, the didn't have any, the, he didn't get the thing, he didn't wasn't captured, so he didn't have a thing, and he just aged like a normal person. Yes, yes, so, like, yes. Yeah. yeah, that that catch me by surprise though. But um, but get back to the Winter Soldier thing, right? So it said of um, uh, Falcon and and um, and Captain America, it's Peggy and Black Widow, and it works. Like right. like again, yeah. it, it just works as just this, you know, subversion 
Uh, yes, yeah, this, this, yeah. Buddy, buddy thing, yeah. I wouldn't reveal as a villain. Like, oh, okay, right, that makes sense. Yes, uh, yes, so yes. That girl from um from Black Widow, uh, what's she name? By uh, uh, Melina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. I I only saw that movie once. So I was like, oh right, you. Right. I forgot I'm getting that. Just name, I got Sharman. Um, Richard Rice. Yes, 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 that it's actually who played the voice. Uh, do the voice for that, by the way, right? Yeah. Um, where yeah. end kind of catch by surprise? I imagine it was for a lot of people where all of a sudden Carter gets sucked into like this. Right. Um, well, so this basically it's sixteen oh two. I just see well Nick Fury right. and Wanda there. Yeah, and that's where I say you know that's where the narrative, the real narrative of this whole sort of, season sort of begins. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, because, well, I mean, like, everything else was just one-off episodes. But this one is like, yeah. okay, this is where we're actually going to tell a story here, right? You know? Right. But yeah, other than that, I, I, I really enjoy this one. Mainly because, right. yeah, it's it's basically like a, a female version of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, right? So I right. really enjoy this one. But yeah, your, your, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I dug this one too. Um, it, good fights, good what it is doing with it, um, good story. They make they make a real good conceit out of it, and it it, it fun and, and they make it work. And the villain when when they reveal Richard Vice characters, the villain like yeah, that was kind of cool. Cause they, they did the same thing with Blackwood. It's more Blackwood, kind of thing mix up. But like yeah, I, I dug all of that. Yeah. So up next now we have, I don't want to say a divisive episode, but one where I wish it stuck with me more. But I get where it's getting with it. Uh, what right. if so Kahori real... reshaped the world? Yeah. What's that? What if Kahori reshaped the world? All right, right, right. This yeah. is the new, um, the new guild, right? The new yeah. original character. So, right, right, right. Yeah, so for me, I, I like the ambition. I like that we're, we're, we're introducing a, a new character into this world yeah. here. That would be Kahori. She is this um, Mohawk, um, this young Mohawk woman. And yeah. because of the Tesseract crashing, crash landing on um, on in America, um, yeah. in what did I think it's like the 50th century, whatever it is, though, she yeah. finds herself in this dimension where like the people who was well, basically is this pool, well, the fault of Utna. So when they right. go there, they pretty much stuck in this dimension and they have powers and whatnot, right? right. Um, so basically, they basically get powers from the soul, the space stone. Yeah, from the, the space, space stone, yeah, yeah. Manifest through all of them, and she basically is, is like a kind of new Captain Marvel in a sense, no? Yeah, uh, in, in a sense, right? right. Um, yeah. So you know, I, so, so I like I like the fact like well, even show them um you know acknowledge it at the end of the, of the episode you know special thanks to the Mohawk people for the contribution yeah. to this too. Right, so, yeah, right? because the yeah. entire episode was in in Mohawk. It was yes, it was. It was just Mohawk and Spanish. So like, oh yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, it it, it reminds me a lot like like pre. You know, it's it's you know right. that, that that's right. like the I, obvious I, reference, I, right? Yeah. Same energy just tapping into. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I felt uh, I wish this episode connected with me a lot more. Like I get what you get right. at with in terms of oh, you know, let's just take this person who is not part of the MCU timeline at all and give her powers, and now she becomes part of it. As you see in, in the end, when um uh when when Strange Supreme shows up, I was like oh, because I was I I, I saw um Benedict Cumberbatch's name in the beginning. I was like wait wait right. where he coming in. And they drop him in literally last second. It's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Right. But I did not think that she was going to show back up again. And we'll see where later on, right? But yeah, this episode was was good. I, I really yeah. admire it for what it is. But I just wish it, it connected with me more. I, I think it's just because I'm being introduced to a new character. And I'm in this new world that didn't, doesn't have anything to do with the MCU. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like that. You're, you're introducing people to something new and you're giving them, you basically do this introduction in like, what, 25 minutes, right? So right. it took a while for me to really get into the swing of things. I was like, all right, I, I get, I get, you know. But yeah, yeah your, your, your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I, I, I dug this one. I, I had enough fun with it. Again, it, it really doing the pre-thing, uh, but it, it, it works well. I, th- I thought I was enjoying it for what it was. It was it was surprisingly um, engaging. Like, that is the main thing out of it, is that I was actually engaging his character and his story and what he was trying to do with it. And at yeah, the ending, well, where it goes ultimately with the character, I'm not the biggest fan of, but it was fine. Like, yeah. I, they make it work for what it is. Yeah. Personally, it felt kind of forced where she goes to, well, basically it's Queen um, Isabella. She actually goes into right. into Spain itself, right? right. Yeah, right. I was like, all right, okay, you know. Um, up next, well, we have... The thing is, they could do that because it's Space Stones. So like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I understand, but I was like, yeah, all right. Anywhere, yeah. yeah, but it, 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 I don't want to say a shoehorn. It just sort of happened very quickly. Like, again, it's near the end of the episode. Like, all right. And even right. when when Strange Supreme shows up to us, like, what? Like, what you know what I mean? But anyway, uh, up next we have another favorite episode of mine. It may not be for you, but I I really enjoy the shit out of this one. What if Hella found the ten rings? I don't. This, yeah, this one was this one was great. Yeah, this 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 to me is where what if was really hitting the back though. Where yes. yeah, again yes. taking characters that that's supposed to coexist and somehow they make it work. Right? So they take Hella, played by McGill, Kate Blanchett, and they got her to voice it. I was I was I was happy yes. to hear that, and they put her in the world of Shang Chi. I was like. Yes. This makes sense. Yeah, this works, actually yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it worked. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it pretty much worked. All of it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And where her character arc goes, where she can, where she actually acclimatizes with the ten rings. Sorry, with the oh gosh, with the um. I forget. I forget it. Uh, with, with, with the, the army of the ten rings, pretty much, right? Um, no, I forget it. Yeah, I forget it. Dad's name. Yeah. Um. Wen Wu. Uh, Wen Zhu. Zhu. Uh, Zhu Wen Wu. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the back and forth between them was cool. The way how she was looking at them was cool. Um. I actually thought in particular the artwork that they did for this though was amazing. Right. They yeah. did a lot of great like shadowy effects though, because a lot of scenes take place at night. Like the like I would say yeah. like the the first and third act though. That's how the lighting in those scenes were were were, were fantastic in my opinion. Right. And because, you know, I, I only saw Shang-Chi once, so I was reminded, oh, right, there's the thing with the forest and the little bamboo thing, the bamboo forest yeah. part. Okay, okay, uh-huh. yeah. But um, where it ends off, though, where pretty much Odin goes after her and you get, like, a repeat of well, okay, Thor, so this, in a this, sense. This validates, I was like, all right, yeah. This an opinion. Okay, so I, I get into a big back and forth with somebody online about this, right, where, uh-huh. to me, she's a person who her powers, I always thought that her powers is a matter of, like, worthiness don't matter even if you're more powerful and your worthiness you could still be unworthy now so that's why i still make the, uh, the point that odin is not worthy it doesn't really matter um what he is and yeah he, a lot of people make the argument that odin, odin's so powerful and so all-powerful and yeah in this he can get your ass cut and that makes sense to me yeah like, given the <laughs> i was fighting skill and, and thing and that kind of validate in my opinion i the result of this validate what i saw or my opinion originally about her in, as a character in, in the original mcu timeline uh, mm. um, as it is i, I don't know i yeah. enjoy this one though it, 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 where, it, where it goes and, and how she um, evolves and a lot of the character designs in this were great like her final yes. form is excellent though i love that yeah the the, the um the suit she has on there right um yeah, even yeah. the humor works though like like hello was, drop funny, it, yeah. was dropping some she was she was, she was dropping some one-liners so i was like hey i, I like that yeah, i like that that was, that was cool right yeah. uh one thing that i thought was pretty funny though was when well her in the beginning where she's st- uh where odin cast them down to earth the and i was you know it's literally a repeat of you know with with the first oh, tour right. movie right but i was expecting yeah. her to say you're an old man and a fool but she doesn't say right. that but i think he right, repeats right, the right. same lines with you know uh i cast you down and he does his spell right. thing i was like ah i like that i like that right they, they you know mcu cook in there right but yeah i yeah. absolutely absolutely enjoy this one this, this one is i have a feeling is already a a, a, a fan favorite mama yeah i i really enjoy this yeah yeah but your thoughts on this one 
Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. one of the better ones too. It really come together really well. Mostly because they get the voice actors, they get the same actors, and they make it work. Um, and it really they well. Well, they, they didn't get Auntie Hopkins. I was hearing the voice like, is that Auntie? He's like, no, okay. but 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 he 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 does a great Auntie voice. I'll give him that. The person right, they got, okay. he does a great Auntie Hopkins voice. I will they, give him they, credit they, for they that. Got, um, they didn't get um, that guy for when who was it, it wasn't him. Um, Theodore Theodore you know, Chin, who I'm not familiar with, but. He oh wow! Him. Okay, so it's not it's nothing then. Uh, I thought it was him. Okay, it's not real song like him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but Kid Blanchett come true. She she do a good job with it, and I, I just enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, but yeah, so nice. Right, and now we get to the last two episodes. That will be what if the Avengers assemble in six U two, and right. what if Strange Supreme intervene. Right, so I'll right. just do like a, a run through of, of just both episodes. Right, because it's a two part anyway. Right, I do like the part that I do like the fact. Sorry, that it is a two part. Right. So we go back to the whole sixteen oh two thing where Peggy ends up at right, and as I said before, with you know characters who that's supposed to exist here, yeah, here is where I felt the sort of stumble here because they were throwing a bunch of characters at you, and like for me, like while I was watching this, right, even while I'll talk about the action a bit, right, while I was enjoying the the action, how over the top, how over the top it is, right. I was trying to make sense of the universe at the end, right? Where, okay, so... Right, so this is... This Hela is, is queen, but all of a sudden she yeah. gets sucked up, but now Thor become king. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, but it's, also it's this whole Happy is there, but yeah, also yeah. Tony is there, but I was, trying to, I was trying to figure out if Tony was brought down to this... All right, so no. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where I got confused, right? I was thinking if the... Okay, so with the exception of like Thor and Hela and them, right? I was wondering... Along, if if like Peggy, if characters like Happy or um or you know um Ant Man or Iron Man, if they were brought down from the respective episode that they were in before, no, because with no. Happy, you see, he turned into the freakter. Exactly. Right. So it's like, is it the same Happy, or no, is it, or is it because of you know the whole conceit that you know time kind of unbalanced or whatnot or whatever, whatever the weird thing no, is, no, right? No. So almost like what we saw with the Christmas episode become a side effect of the happy in 1602 so that's why he turned into ah. the freak i was i was I, lost I, I, I was trying to figure out all the stuff within the insanity of the action and stuff i was i, I, I was I trying to piece together what's going on i understand your confusion because, but yeah it, it I, I would probably think the same thing if i wasn't though but it's just marvel 1602 it's a very popular comic they decided to just make an episode about that that's it okay uh, all right 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 which yeah I, I haven't read so i guess that's why yeah. i was confused okay yeah um yeah. but yeah i mean the action absolutely works eh? don't get me wrong eh? yeah it is that super smash brothers well, kind of style you, where you, you, you just you see it, a character will show up do a move do a move and everybody everybody come just and they will just sort of show up out of the blue eh? and you're like what you know what I mean? like when when Hulk comes into the story, it's badass. You know what I mean? Like the 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 one liners he drops is cool, right? But at the same time, while I try to make sense of the world though, I'm just trying to keep up. Oh, this character have this skill set, this character have that skill set, right? So that, right. that's why I keep saying Super Smash Brothers. Um, it feels like I'm watching yeah. this a bunch of characters just in one place, just battling, you know what I mean? So it and, works, and but at the same time I was a little confused, you know? Yeah, and the resolution to that was pretty interesting, which I thought was something else. Uh-huh. But wasn't. Um, when, when they resolve well the so-called person out of time now, uh, when they answer that question, I thought that was something else. Eh? Yeah. Oh, you mean with, with, with Steve? Else. Yeah, I, I like right. that. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know I thought that was. I thought that was Steve from the end of the end game, you know. But oh yes. I think I think I know why you'll get confused. Uh, why you'll yeah. think that, right? I think is either this episode that uh, well the part one 
or the previous, I think it's the previous one with um the with oh gosh, with the Hydra Sumper, where right. they play the song, the song right. that they were dancing to. They actually play the actual right. you know forty song there, and that was a nice so moment I, by the way. But you know that I thought, that I thought all of that was in the middle of that. Maybe he had to go back and pop back the gems. Yeah, but right. Mm-hmm. A yellow loss, and he don't know. And get confused, and he had to he had to get back to to to, to his well the time he want to go to at the end. Now. That's what I thought that was. To be right. Honest. But, for two seconds, but apparently not. So it's like okay, whatever. yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I, I I had some fun with this. It's alright, but it was just like kind of underwhelming. It was like okay, I I, I know what Marvel sixteen oh two is. Thanks, you know. But none of it was like <laughs> in, none of it was engaging. Like it was okay. like okay, it's normal thing. And then when they resolve the second episode, when they, they finally resolve what's going on, like alright, okay, it it kind of wicked. Yeah. The, the actual well, getting to the end of the end of the episode, it was decent enough action. It was wild, but it was like engaging. It was not interesting, to be honest. It's like whatever. Um, well, well, for me, there were there were points where I sort of just sort of tuned out, right? Because yes, while it is cool seeing characters do battle against um, Street Supreme, at the same time, I'm like, all right, I have to remember this character, that character. Sometimes these be not right. so much off camera, but to the back now. So it's almost like it, like I I found myself doing this at some point in time, like actually, you know, pause in the show and like, oh, I, Loki yeah. is there. Oh, this guy is here, right? Oh, this guy is there. Don't waste your time with that. Eh? Just like, right. just watch it. Make sense it after. Some bullshit on TikTok or whoever it is who is making money, you know, doing this kind of listicle kind of crap. They will yeah. do it for you. You know, whatever. Sorry to say it, but that slave labor now exists, right? Yeah. Um, you know. But yeah, that's about it. I don't waste your time with that. There's a couple more things that they remove, things that remove, right? So, um, and I didn't expect them to drop Killmonger there, or well, the Black Panther Killmonger there. Like, well, when I heard the music, I was like, hey, weird. Okay, well, right? Same, same Killmonger from the last season is the same guy yeah i know are, yeah i know yeah because he presumably beats ultron and takes takes the gems yeah uh and then well he get well what do you do with him i kind of hate it but whatever it's fine yeah um but 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 it. you know I, 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 again i don't want to be a nitpicker here but yeah what what i really want to enjoy this one at the first well the, the two parts as a whole right but it really does rely on you knowing every single thing about this character that I, character all that kind of stuff I don't uh, think so. even right now to uh you know, although I like it, uh, it, it, it on people with, um, oh gosh, with Peggy getting, you know, these weapons. I, I thought that was really cool. He'll get all the weapons and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, right. it, it, it's a lot that's been thrown at you. But yeah, it just yeah, moves yeah. so rapid. It, it's moving it, it, at, it at a breakneck all... speed. And I'm like, all right, yeah. slow down, slow down, slow down. I'm a yeah. fan. I want to I want to be in touch with everything, Jen. But it is throwing literal yeah. objects at me, Jen. And I enjoyed it by seeing that. I was like, slow down a little bit there but it was, yeah, it was no, a little too does, much of it it does it overdo it, it they really overdo the whole you know toy box throwing everything in the toy box thing at it as is yeah, like, 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 like right out to Peggy like she she get yeah. to hammer she get that this gem, thing yeah, she get yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, yeah, she get she oh well, she get the gauntlet and I'm like yeah, all this gem. Yeah, yeah, all that. Too much. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, but I do love how it ends, though, with uh, where it kind of comes out to her and the Watcher together. Um, right. Yeah, she, she actually hates the Watcher, right? But the last shot, I love because, yeah, yeah you <laughs> see the actual tree that uh, that Loki created. I'm like, what? Yeah. Where is the center of the universe? Well, they, literally, they finally, You know, they finally answer that question. Because one of the things I was wondering, wait, does... Quick question. Does the Watcher see the actions of the TVA? Like, does he see them popping in and destroying the universes or not? Like, that was never clear to me. Right. Is he above them or not? Because he is he himself seems susceptible to the to the gems, to the Infinity Stones. But we know the Infinity Stones really work with the TVA because that technology above that. So it mm. was unclear to me. 
about how that worked now. So it's like, oh, they finally ad- answered that question. Yes, he does. He does see the action on the TV. And he's like, yeah, he casual about it. And where they go into that, again, I have no idea where the MCU go in and if they're going to resolve this multiverse plotline as, as well as you can. They're probably not. But I like where I, I, I dug it. It's like, yeah, it's hype. They knew full well that Loki season 2 worked. And they, they, they lead into that and those are smart. Exactly, yeah. So um, in, in closing, though, um, then I, I admittedly did not enjoy the season as much as the first one. I mean, I, I think for me, it's just because the first one was just an introduction to this world, right? You know, of right. infinite possibilities. Here is like, all right, you have to remember what happened in the first season. And I'll admit, I did not recap the first season. So I'm just marginally familiar with what happened there. But I remember bits, right? I remember moments, I remember moments. I don't remember every single thing, right? So I was reminded, and I appreciate the reminders, right? You know, I appreciate those, right? But you have to remember what if, and you have to remember everything else, you know, all the live action stuff, whether it's TV shows or movies to really get into it. Because yeah, I'll, I'll bring it one last time, they do the Super Smash Brothers thing. They just throw things at you and expect to be like, you need to know this person. You need to know this skill set. You need to know this move. You need to remember that reference. You need to remember this line and what happened yeah, yeah, there. You know what I mean? It was, it was a lot though. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I think what I didn't care for, I find it relied a little too much on a continuity basis. And to me, they just need to just tell different stories. Like try to set up this big continuity and then not only set up a continuity but a continuity from the previous season, which I don't think they needed to do, to be honest. Yeah. Um to me the whole point of the infinite possibilities is that it's not a continuity, it's purely episodic. You can rely on pure episodic content and, and do that. And so I felt the continuity stuff is what undermined it a little bit. Like mm. it can just be just tell different stories. Yeah, but you but know, I but I do I do admire the the, the right. show for saying let me just break out of form for a while. Let me just yeah. do the narrative and pretty much wink at the, the, the audience to say, yes, right. we know, we know, we know what's going on here. We're doing something a little bit different. Bear with us. Right. I like that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I appreciate that it did original characters, like all of that, because it's like, yeah, if you're really doing a multiverse stuff, you know, you know, those South Park made fun of this, no? yeah. usually when people do multiverse, it's just like, oh, the guy does have a different shirt or some bullshit like that. They ain't changing enough for it to make any sense. It's like, no, vast differences in, in narratives they should, they should do now. And because they teased that at the end of, in season one, right, in, when, when Ultron was fighting, um, uh, watch Anna. Yes. Like, yeah, you really get to see different worlds and what they could do with that. Or even in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, yeah, two different stories. And I don't think it's that because Multiverse of Madness looks so different, why did they just do different art styles? Like, all of that. Little things like that. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, like, kind of add up and, and just look kind of silly after a while when you, you just do, well, what if a small, slight change? That is the beginning. You know, that is just the basic you know, jumping off point for season one. But you could get real weird with it. And it's a, it's a shame that they didn't do that, man. Like, the one little couple of stories they do, it was kind of underwhelming. That, that's about it. Yeah. Um. So that, that is it. Yes. I still enjoy some of it. I still had fun with it. But, like, I really wish they get weird with it. Uh, you get, you, you, you have ideas. You could do a lot with this, uh, given the nature of the MCU. And the fact that we cannot really that invested in the continuity as we understand it. You know, go, 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 go whole hog. Go, go weird with it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, rating wise, um, decent, decent trade half for the five man. Um, right. did enjoy it as much as the first season, though. But fans of the first season will absolutely enjoy this. You know, in more ways than one. Um, the you know the the, the animation still works. You know, the voice acting works as well too. Uh, even when they don't get you know original actors to show up, you know the the right. people who replace them still do their thing. You know what I mean? Um, 
the ideas are crazy, um, but you know, there's there's a weird logic to them. I, I really dug that as well, right? But it's just for me, it just sort of felt convoluted at points, especially when they lead towards the narrative. Because yeah, again, it relies that you have to remember the first season that you have to remember all right. the live action stuff. And you know, yep. it, it's a lot though, it's really a lot, right? So I felt if they just sort of kind of slow down and really focus on what the real story is about without relying too much on fan service, we would have gotten a, a stronger season. But for what it is it's good, right? Um, you know, people who already tuned out of the MCU, yeah, they will just be like, nope, not for me, I'm sorry. But if you're, yeah. if you're still on board, man, yeah, you'll enjoy it for what it is, man. But yeah, uh, Final Thoughts of Return. Yeah, I, overall, it was, yeah, we get on the first season, I, re- I really wish they did, they did, they just get more imaginative with it, with the material. That's all I feel about it. Not bad by the stretch imagination or anything like that, just, yeah, do something with it, like, as it is. But what we got was fine. Like, I, I, I think it's so a rating, yeah, a 7 out of 10, probably closer to a 6, between a 6 and a 7, closer to the 6, to be honest. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't hate this by the stretch, by the, by the, by the, um, you know, in any sense, you know, it's just, it's, I just wish you could have do more with the material as it is. We'll see with season three. Like I hope they set up like what they're gonna do with Loki or do something real cool with Loki. I hope we get that. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Well I see in terms of Loki, I'm, I'm really glad that they, they brought back Tom Hiddleston to play Loki Dread, you know? Because yep. we said with our review of, of season two, he will always be Loki. But I do like yep. I do hope that, you know, if he shows up in season three, you know, yeah, Tom Tom does the voice man, because you know, again, he is Loki. So nobody that I still believe that the live action show is done, but you know, he could still do the the voice bits for, you know, stuff like this, you know. So I like I like it, it overall with the show here that even though characters would be coming back in live action to play the roles like say Haley Atwell as you know Peggy Carter for example she could still show up and you know play her character again in What If right so so I like that I, th- I think that's pretty cool alright so um, let me talk E24 for a bit man so we have two sure. films we're going to talk about uh, one that I was completely late to the party with that would be Priscilla and the next speed All Dirt Roads Taste of Salt right so yeah, Priscilla. Um, uh, you know, uh, if if you guys checked out my uh, final episode, well, season three finale. Sorry, uh, I mentioned that I did not get around to seeing this, but Ricardo, you did. You enjoyed it. Um, CC yeah. absolutely loved it. That um, this was actually their pick for top pick actually for for best film of twenty twenty three, which I uh, was like, what? You know, what I mean, not even Barbie, not even you know, up and high. Okay, what? Okay, right. Um, and see it for myself, I could totally understand, right? So I'll just give the premise, just just basically, right? In a nutshell, right? So it's pretty much about you know the 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 uh, the I don't want to say life and times, but that's basically the relationship between Priscilla, uh, well Priscilla uh, Bulo, uh, you know now Presley, right? And you know the man himself, right? Elvis Presley, right? Uh, we 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 see her as a forty year old, forty year old, sorry, at this uh at this military base in Germany, and you know, well, Elvis was there doing serving in the in the military as well too. But he was already a, a main figure in the whole music scene back then. He was already a superstar right. at at the point in time, right? So yeah, you know, Priscilla see Elvis in the in the flesh, sparks fly. Uh, she's smitten over this guy and you know she doesn't have an issue at all with her being so young and him clearly being in his like 20s or whatever so, if him, they, 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 even though they they, they, they establish the how kind of weird and, and power power driven this whole relationship especially the age gap they really didn't like make him out to be some kind of uh, like terrible person no 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 like he was like some some skeevy poof with all that like that right right he really did see something pure 
arm and hold some in her, right? And yeah, I mean, as I, and of course, you know, eventually they hit it off. Um, you know, the, the parents, of course, well, I should say Priscilla's parents were reluctant, you know, with, right. with, with him dating her in the first place, and it's totally understandable why. But yeah, as she grows up now, and, you know, as his career continues to blow up now, yeah, you know, you, 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 you pretty much see them together, but she pretty much is in the Wonderland estate, you know, mostly indoors, while he is just out doing his thing and, you know, being depressed, and, oh, you know, maybe he, maybe he was, maybe he slept with Nancy Sinatra, or maybe he slept with Aunt right. Margaret. We don't know, but that's what the press say, and that's what he says when he returns from, you know, he, these uh, films that he was doing in the 60s, I believe it was, right? And, as the title suggests, yeah, you know, basically we're just seeing Priscilla's life, right, being overshadowed by, um, being eclipsed pretty much, right, by uh, Elvis Presley, right, and I'll stop there, right? So I'll just give my, my, my thoughts on it, right? Um, so I'll confess, right, I am not, I haven't seen all of Sofia Cop uh, Coppola's, Coppola's films, right? Uh, like I saw, you know, Lost in Translation because I mean, back in two thousand three, that was like a big yeah. deal, right? Everybody was talking about that show, right? And it's a great film, right? I think it is probably her best film, right? But then again, I've not seen all of her films, right? I will confess. So yes, I will make a note to check out the Virgin Suicides. That will that will be her debut. Um, but the one film that I know a lot of people love from her is Marie Antoinette. I remember that being a big deal, but I didn't see it because it just didn't interest me at the time. But I heard that it is a great film, and probably. One of him, if not, you know, Sophia's best works, right? So I heard that, I saw, I saw a couple of, of, of critics compared Priscilla to Marie Antoinette in terms of the style, in terms of the whole gilded cage thing where, you know, it's like this girl who, you know, wants the best out of life and she's in love and, you know, so, so you know, the idea is that she, she has this wealth, right? Whether it's in love or whether it's money or whatever it is, but she still feels empty. She still feels cold. She still feels like a prisoner and there's no way out, right? They just kind of see how her life just goes about just day by day, just the, the humdrum existence that she, that she lives, right? And, and it's it's portrayed superbly, I would say, in this story. Yeah. You really get a sense of, yeah, how it is to be just stuck in this mansion with nothing to do. Oh, cool, I have a dog. Oh, cool, I have maids. But, you know, Elvis is out and I want to be with Elvis, right? And even when Elvis is home with her, um, there's numerous moments with her and men with him and she wants to get intimate with him. He's like, no, you know, we must be pure and all that kind of stuff, right? I love how they, how they establish that too because he's trying to fight he's trying to figure out himself religiously as well too. So there's like a great bit where he's trying to seek out all these like uh, hippie-esque religions and all that kind of stuff right, too. Yeah, so yeah. it works there, right? Um, but yeah, you really get to see how damaging, as not just loneliness is the aspect of well too, but that's, yeah, pretty much how much of a narcissist Elvis is, right, ultimately, right? But what I'll give credit to the show for is that it does not frame him as this monster, as this demon, right? It's not like, you know, canceling out Elvis, right? He is imperfect, right? He's not, you know, uh, a perfect guy at all, but at the same time, yeah, while it's understandable why he, he moved the way he moved, you know, especially with him trying to establish establish, establish himself as, I want to say, a Christian guy, or I should say, you know, like a, 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 a I don't want to say holy, but like a, you know, somebody who is aware of his own religious beliefs and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though he is sexualized in the world of music, right? You know, with the with the, the trusting of the hips and, you know, all these women swooning at him and all that kind of stuff, right? I understand that, right? But, he was flat out. He was flat out neglected Priscilla, though, and you know, right. 
oftentimes he was doing that as well too, right? But you know, but I, but I, I love how again just how it portrays him. Like you know, it's not so much that sometimes he make, he he generally makes the mistakes of doing that, right? But other times, like no, you're supposed to know better. Why are you doing this for? Why are you taking advantage of her, right? So I love that, right? Um, the acting, or I should say, the two leads are fantastic though and this is the first time i've seen these these uh these these actors right so uh kaylee spady right if i got the city wrong forgive me she kills it as priscilla i thought that she nailed the look down uh, i actually love the, the look that she has especially with the hair and all that so it, it just yeah. it's so cute right but just it internally what she's going through though it, it's so rough though and uh I, 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 again you know i'm not familiar with sophia coppola's work right but I, I realize I, apparently this is the thing that she does where it's more about things that aren't said. So it's not like characters that are just going to come out and say, you know what, I, I hate this. and What are you doing to me? Sometimes you just don't see a word or you just kind of see just physically and just, you know, face wise how they're feeling. Right. And yeah, I yeah. thought that she killed it with the dramatic group, uh, with, with those moments as well. And you'll really buy into her being this this young kid who is just, you know, uh, enamored by Elvis, right? It totally works, right? Um, Jacob Elodie, right? Uh, I'd actually need to familiarize with himself, uh, myself with him a little bit more because, surprise, surprise, he is going to be hosting the, the upcoming episode of uh, SNL. It's like, all right, okay, okay so... Uh, so slight spoiler uh hopefully in the next episode we could talk about um salt moon that's another show that he was in i was right. hearing some things about yeah. that show so that's i, I, I missed that that's that on my list of films i missed uh, uh, good shit i didn't see okay okay i okay. watched that re- I, I did recently watch it too. all right all right well I, I i'll check it out this week so hopefully next time we could talk about it right so yeah so. yeah I, I need to familiarize myself with this guy because yeah i thought that he was great to this right uh and okay so i just call this out right this is just me i'm speculating right I suspect because he also played Elvis, I have a feeling that in the opening bits for SNL, they're going to bring in Austin Butler and they're going to have a right. joke with, oh, you played Elvis? Oh, well, I right, played yeah, Elvis too. And they're going to try to, they're going to try to, to out act themselves and probably, well, in the case of Austin, because I know Austin could sing and he could do the, the, the Elvis voice well, right? Especially with the singing aspect. I feel they're going to have a bit where they're going to try to out-Elvis each other and they're going to sing a song or whatever it is. That's what I suspect. Well, if not there in some in some sketch, that's that's my speculation, right? If it doesn't happen, whatever, it's SNL, who cares? But I have a feeling they're going to do that, right? But that, that that's me to say that, right? But yeah, I thought that he was great, though, as, as Elvis. So I, I love how, yeah, just how layered he is as a character. Again, he's not a demon, he's not a monster, but He's not perfect neither, right? But at the same time, they, you know, I, I like that on the, on the one hand, you know, you can excuse him for, for dropping the ball, but other times, like, no, no, like, you're supposed to know better than that, right? But at the end of the day, you're really supposed to pity him, right? He, he, he for, for me, he just came off ultimately as just pathetic, and I think that's the point of the show, right? You're not supposed to hate on him, you're not supposed to sympathize with him, really. This sort of watch like, wow, but you, wow. You you really really you really dropped the ball there, boy. Jeez, boy. Look at you, right? And yeah, you're supposed to watch him as wow. You you're 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 really pathetic at the end of the day, right? So I love that, right? And yeah, I, I also love the fact with the show here that they don't use any of Elvis's music. I actually heard that early on before I even see this. I think seeing it for myself, it makes a lot of sense why, right? Because again, you don't want to demonize the man, but at the same time, you don't want to, um, you know, like I think it would have just been the safe way out to incorporate some of his songs and. Make it out like, oh, you know, like, I, I feel ultimately if they had those songs there, uh, people may kind of, like, if you 
if if you were to look at the film, for example, and come out of it seeing Elvis is the villain, you might hear Elvis saw it. See, you know what? I don't want to hear that song again because look at what Elvis do to Priscilla, right? So I think that right. they did that in a respectful way by excluding his music out, right? Then there's one moment where you hear a song from him, but that's during a, a, a TV performance. But I'll just short and to the point, right? Uh, right. I thought that directed wise and writing wise because she also wrote the script for this. Yeah, Sophia did a great job here, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I love the framing of it. I love that. Uh, also, I, I just love the fact that it's not going for pure melodrama it's just right. we kind of see these characters in the element right so it's like the character has to stop and do this whole you know uh, monologue about how they feel and all that kind of stuff right it's just putting us into the world and perspective of Priscilla and you know just from the outside from the inside sorry looking out there you know so I love that it's done like that you really get the feel of how trapped you know Priscilla feels in all of this right um, and it totally works right and yeah writing I, I, I like how it's structured as well to where I, I know some people might have issues with it too where you just kind of see moments but you know they just kind of jump from scene to scene to scene and they kind of realize that you know these bits but I think it works too you know it kind of gets to the point it's not like a full on traditional biopic about every single thing that, that went on in, in their lives right so you know case in point so like my show for example right where you know you had those bits of private life moments right and then you know like it, it and you know how it, can, how it just kind of goes from point A to point B like that without having to tell us oh you know in 1962 this happened and that happened right I saw glimpses of that here as well too and I, I felt it works very well that, that sort of approach it too um, even right now to the end of it as well right you know um, with slight spoiler without seeing what happens to you know these characters right it just sort of stops but where it stops it, it's, it, it, it totally works right and then lastly um, you know just uh, cite uh, CC here yeah um, the needle drops too. the needle drops were great in this though um, I'm not familiar with those songs at all with the exception of the last song but I like that they're not just you know top 10 songs from those eras but it, it fits in the in the context of thematically and emotionally what's going on you know whether a character is feeling happy or you know enamored or in love or sad or whatnot yeah those needle drops work in just capturing that feel right that sort of doo-wop song you know me that was big at the time as well too right and you know little bits of like um the, the sort of rock music that uh that elvis was pioneering right but then also too they throw like a bit like a couple of 80 songs here or there as well it's like, alright, you know what I mean? But they're more like instrumental stuff. I'm not really familiar with the songs at all, right? But even those moments kind of work, though, in terms of, again, just setting up the theme and the emotion of the scene, right? So it works, right? So overall, um, I I really enjoy this. So I I, I kind of love it for what it is, man. You know, just being this sort of non-traditional biopic, you know, from Sofia Coppola. And now it kind of happened now wanting to, to seek out her other stuff. So, you know, not just right. Marie Antoinette, not just Virgin Suicides, but there's other stuff that she did. I'll, I'll even rewatch Lost in Translation. I haven't watched that in ages, right? So yeah, uh, this would have made it to, to my best of list. Not a top 10, not a top 5, but it would have made it there for sure, man. So for me, Rita Wise, I'm going to give this... A strong four to like four and a half out of five, but I think that it is absolutely worth checking out. Um, lastly, Oscar dubs it could get like it would be interesting if um, Jacob gets an Oscar dub for playing Elvis or um, Kaylee gets one for Priscilla. I think that that would be really cool, you know what I mean? Um, if it gets a best director, that would be even great as well, too. I, I, I think Sophia was nominated before, but 
I, I can't remember for what, maybe for Lost in Translation or something like that, right? But yeah, this 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 totally works, man. You know, uh, it's not like the best biopic I've ever seen, right? But yeah, this for for the story that's being told and you know the message and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this this absolutely worked for me, man. So really really enjoy this. But yeah, Arab Lodina Fricado, your your thoughts on Priscilla, you could get to read it. Yeah, I, I appreciated how the, the, the grounded nature of Elvis's wife works so well for me, um, in my humble opinion. It just it just come together really well and it works in, in that that sense. It, you know, it could easily be be a much worse like it could easily be a kind of borderline hit job kind of thing on Elvis, especially, you know, in the Me Too movement and all of that. I, I, but you know, Sophia gets a little more nuanced and, and that's why it works. Um and it comes together really well. Oh, yeah, so rating, yeah, like a, a seven out of ten closer to eight, seven within that range, yeah. I'll say, yeah, closer to eight, to be honest, um, but less than eight. Oh, yeah, but I, I dug it for what it was. Right. Oh, and last, before we move on, right, Um, that pillow scene that you mentioned, boy, yeah, boy. As, as short as it is, yeah. whew, that, that hit, though, that, that really did hit. That's all I'll say without spoiling anything. But yeah, you yeah. know, uh, great, great film nonetheless. And um, same thing I would say about all dirt roots, taste of salt, right? So, Ricardo, if you don't buy a way to do this stuff for this, right? So, all I knew going into this was E24. I, 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 uh, that, that's just all I knew. Oh, well, E24, and it's just. E24, Yeah, Black Struggle movie. That, that's really all I knew, right? So, I went in blind. I didn't know what to expect from this. And yeah. for me, it's a great thing that I went in blind, though, because, yeah, uh, I, I didn't expect this show to impact me the way it did, right? But in a real special way, right? But I'll get to that in yeah. a bit. Mia Ricardo, take it away. What is this film about? Yeah, so it's about this woman in Mississippi. And effectively, it's just her life running through the. the her life going through the, the history of, well, it's her life as a kind of, they do the kind of, I won't go as far as this, but it, it kind of does the Forrest Gump thing of her life marking off events in, uh you know, black sudden life. And, you know, it's a nice, there's a nice companion piece to the next movie we're going to do, right? Um, in terms of referencing, you know, black women catching an L as they say, and throughout their life, but they make it work. Um, you yeah, know, you, know, I, you I, know, as I say that, right? It's so funny because I actually watched this on the same day as the color purple, you know? Like, I yeah, watched, yeah, yeah. watched Roots in the morning and then I went and saw color purple um, in the evening time, though. But yeah, I see what, I see what you mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just following this this uh, woman's life who uh, come true. Is, is this girl from. Um, oh gosh, where's she from? Um, right. She, so she's Moses Ingram. She's from um, Queen's Gambit. Right, from. Yeah. I was watching from, the face now. I was like, I know you from somewhere. You know what I mean? No, from, like, um, well, gosh, Obi-Wan, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was And then we'll have um, this other girl from, she was in, uh, she, right, she, she was in the Underground Railroad. Um, she, she, right, she, 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 yeah, because watching no, the face, like, uh, I, I know you too, right? And she was in no, that. From, yeah. um, Woman, Woman King. She was in Woman King as well. Yes, the, the, yes. The old friend, the old friend of the queen, the, well, the king. Uh, uh right. So it's her. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's little, little faces we know, and they, they make it work. Yes, yeah, so um, you know, what's the character name? Mac. Uh, Mac. Yeah. Well, well, short, she, short for Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah. So she, um, you know, it's just, it's just she, she whole life, and and what, what they're doing with, with respect to that. Um, we have uh, Josie come true with, with her and their, their history, and yeah, this, this is, <sighs> it's a black struggle movie, so I couldn't get into it, right, as much as I wish I could, but it's still very well done. Okay, uh, okay. That, uh, I, I, was, I was waiting for the butt. I was waiting for, you know, yes. however, you know? Yeah. Right. It is still very, very well done. I, I can't in good conscience see 
thing. And it's one of those movies that once you once you get fed up of them, you'll get fed up of them as it is. That is all it is. It's just right now in my life, not in the mood for any black struggle movies. I want some. <laughs> uh, I don't mind seeing black people in my thing. I want to see black people do some some cool shit. I'm tired of this black struggle getting beaten Mississippi, you know, ten thousand times. How much time to go do that? But whatever. It's very very well made, very well um well told. Uh, uh, it's a book. I forget what the origins of this was. Um, the Is reason it why it works. Um, for what I read it here, for, all right. So for, uh, I think it's original. It's original story. Original script, right? Yeah, it's actually works, from the director why, herself, uh, Reva Jackson. Uh, first right, time I heard about works, it. Why largely works, and and I realize that usually with black struggle, I'll, I'll be dismissive of it. But there's one person who could make the black struggle work, right? For me, at least. And yeah, my boy Barry Jenkins was involved. Yes, in sir. Yes, sir. As as yeah, in yeah. production, mm-hmm. when I saw that, yeah, I was so like, "Yep." Makes sense. Yeah, so it working. So it, it it's not bad, but yeah, uh, solid solid story and, and, and engagement. But I just uh, I'm tired of this, to be honest. Okay, okay. It, I, I can't take away from it. Right. It, it got win. It got win. Whatever award or whatever it is, it got, it's probably gonna win what some award. And it's good, but it's good stuff. It's just yeah. the life. It, it, as I say, it feels like a kind of a big new reference of Forrest Gump. It's Black Woman Forrest Gump. Um, it just references a thing and then it's just a life and then where a black woman will be in the context of this throughout her, her, her life and that yeah that is, that is how i feel about it i don't hate it um but it's it's solid but it's still it's still it's still i still have that kind of con- um, concern where you had to do this still now we're still doing this even though i don't and i don't think it takes a particularly original or interesting spin but it's very well made Right, I like how it's shot, and like, yeah, that color green and great, and so on, so so forth. And the acting is good; everybody good in it. But yeah, I just couldn't, I could not get into this as much as I, I wish I could. Have. But still good. Right. Okay. Okay. Away from it. Well, well gonna make mess of the year probably. Well, yeah. I, I, it, well, you know, because well, yeah. Um, for for uh, all right. Well, for me, this probably would have been an honorable mention though. But yeah, this is right, still up too. there yeah. as you know. Well, what what are the most impressive things? Uh, I would have seen, you know, in 2023, right? So for me, right, right. with this, right? While I was watching all this way, uh, a thought just came, a thought came to mind, right? And, you know, well, I'll talk about Black Struggle a bit, right? But for me, I was just watching this as an indie film, right? I know a lot of people, you know, some people like to put that whole term in a box and, you know, oh, you know, that means the movie cheap and, you know, it costs a little money and blah, blah, blah and ideas on original, blah, 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 you know what I mean? But, while I was watching this, right? Because this is both indie and experimental, right? Because I'll talk about the experimental stuff in a bit, right? I'm just watching this. I'm just watching how this film is executed, right? And I'm telling myself, you know, this is something we could do down here too, though. We could make films like this, though, right? Where it doesn't cost a lot of money, but it's not, it doesn't look cheap, right? You know, uh, yeah. I, I don't see that money was not put into this. I mean, you have Barry freaking Jenkins involved in it too, right? I mean, his, his, but, his movie was his movie was what when when he did his movie that was what five uh, well, Mo- uh, Moonlight. Um, I can't remember yeah, the, the, like the, the budget for that. Yeah, yeah, but it was relatively low. Was yeah, horrible. but the point is right. It's yes, we've seen this story before, right? It's just basically this this young girl growing up. And ex- experiencing grief and loss and all that kind of stuff, and you know it's a coming of age story, right? You know it, it's like that, right? But the way how it was executed, though, really, really surprised me, right? Now, uh, because so, for me, I didn't expect it to be on this experimental route, right? So for one thing, right, right that, that that spoiling anything really, right? Um, there's little dialogue in this though, right? And when there is really? dialogue yeah. in this, which is which is an interesting take, yes, right. Yeah, it's it's usually done in these long takes, right? Very naturalistic, right? 
also there is a lot of emphasis on hands right and at first right. i was watching this i was like all right like the first five minutes you, you notice it right and while i was watching she was like all right I, I hope this is not some kind of gimmick i hope this is they, they, they're gonna somehow maintain it and because you know it's symbolizing something right um when you see it for yourself you'll understand right but somehow they, they made it work, right? Just the, 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 the close-ups of hands and all that kind of stuff, right? And it works thematically with what the story is about. But also, they, they mentioned uh, water, right? Um, you know, you know, washing off the dirt, right? Because they mentioned dirt in, in a piece of dialogue in the film as well too, right? And especially the end though, where you really see what they mean with the whole dirt and hands and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, okay, I, I get that, right? Uh, well, in particular, they're talking about like water and what it means with that, right? So it's very symbolic with the teams and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's really about, yeah, just, just life, you know, just how characters grow and develop. And, like basically life cycles, basically. That, that's pretty much yeah. what is being portrayed here, right? But how it's done though in this experimental we yeah just really captivated me though like i didn't expect it to be that way right so i will i'll get this out the way though um if you are impatient when it comes to watching films yeah you will tune out to this very 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 quick right it's slow it's glacial even yeah. for it's like hour and a half run time it's glacial right but i didn't mind it because of how strong the teams were, right? And in particular, the cinematography, though, which I thought was just breathtaking, though. Like, just these, the, the shots, the framing, though. Like, just some great framing, um, you know, moments of blocking in this stuff. I was like, what? Like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? That's how they do that, though. The lighting was great. There's a all great, that, like, um, I I I just watching all this, and i like, you know, we could do stuff like this, though. Yeah, true. I don't know, dog. Like, I'm watching scenes where it's lit, right? Well, lit in quotes, right? By street lights, right? I know it's it's not literally what it's it's not the sole you know source of the light. I know, duh, right? But it's nighttime and it's street lights and it's yellow, just the ones like the ones that we have here. I'm just watching all this stuff like this is the kind of shit that we could do. We could tell stories of you know not exactly like how of like this one here, right? But just the effort, no, the craft it did it it no, you know what I mean? Like we could do stuff like this, right? The acting. You know, for what it is, right? Because, again, it's not a lot of dialogue, right? It it works, though, you know what I mean? In terms of the story being told. Uh, I didn't ex expect the sort of silent film kind of vibe to do, but it works uh, when, when it's, you know, when it's emotional stuff or just everyday stuff, you know what I mean? I just, again, it's just the message of it and what it's trying to say, right? And just framing it within the context of this girl who is growing up and sort of just understanding world and loss and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it works, right? But you had to be patient with it. Like, I, I guess for me, it's a good thing that I watch it in the, in the daytime. Okay, if I watch that night on, I just probably tune out of it really, really quickly, right? But yeah, I was in tune with it and I was just taking in all the shots. And even though yeah. just a little minor it picks it up a few scenes that run a little too long. And yes, I understand the emphasis on hands and what they mean. But at times it's like, all right, so every shot had a start and end with hands. Like, every, every shot? Yeah. Every shot? <laughs> but yeah. I get it. I, I, I get it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think for me at the end of the day, I just love how it how untraditional it was, right? You know, kind of similar to, to to Priscilla. I like how unconventional it was, how simple it was, right? And yet, there's there's a lot of depth, but just more emotional depth than anything um, else, right? It was the story being told. Um, you you call it a black struggle film? It it is, right? But not like bad, bad, bad. Like it's not like okay, every five minutes something bad. It's not precious 
bad, right? But in the same time, no, Precious, it's... No, Precious was ridiculous. Yeah. Precious was like, truly ridiculous. As I said, Bai Jenkins is the one person who could make it work. He's Agreed, one person yes. That, that's like, like, because like, like Underground Railroad start off as a, like you thought it would be typical bullshit and then it ended up becoming something much more interesting and nuanced in the ending. Yeah, okay, e- e- even though they, they, it was hard to watch at some point, so, but I absolutely right, love right, that show. That was my right. favorite show of that year, right? But yeah, it's really more on the grief aspect. You know, it's about losing loved ones, right? Well, in this case, it's about the loss of a mom. So it kind of goes back and forth with her as a kid with a mom. Well, her and her, her sister and the time spent with, with, with their mom, right? And um, the relationship they have with their grandmother and stuff like that, right? So it's always kind of constantly going back and forth, right? I, I, I That also surprised me too, right? The non-linear style of things, like just literally going back to when they were a kid, to when they are a teenager, to when they are adult, and just going back and forth. But it's all always in a sort of a rhythmic kind of thematic kind of way and i really really dug that right and yeah and i think symbolically the, the the use of hands and you know water like that stuff it works right you know it's not original right. but it, it totally works for me right so i was just like really surprised with just how just the craft involved in it though that that's really what what captivated me overall with this right and i was really watching this i was like you know if we just really like us as you know in Trinidad, like if we just really sat down and i just kind of put a little bit more effort into telling stories not just in a traditional way but kind of doing something a little bit different but with a message with a strong message and something you know universal to see you know what i mean yeah you know what I mean? we could do that right and to, this to me actually kind of gives me hope in terms of like indie films right because yeah true and true this is an indie film but i have a feeling like you yeah. know like i mean what the budget was for this uh, like again i wouldn't be surprised if it if it's just like about a five million t-us well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even seeing the budget in. in uh, oh gosh, on Wikipedia, I'm not seeing that at all, right? But okay. yeah, I, I, as far as IMDb might have it, I'm sure. Okay, but probably. I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised around that. Okay, it looked like that. Yeah, but yeah, as far as that in the film though, um, yeah, this is gonna be a memorable one for me though, just in the sense that right. you know you don't look at you know in the films and say oh it's just pretentious art house crap, right? But no they could actually be different. They could actually, like, tell universal stories or whatnot, right? But they could do things differently. Not really original yeah. per se, but just different and unconventional. And yeah, this, this show, like, kind of sparked that sort of, like, um, I don't want to say inspiration, but that's that, that you know, attra- just me being attracted to stuff like this again. They're like, wow, like, you know, people actually make it feels like this, though. You know, be like, wow, you know, be like, this, this, this kind of gives me hope, you know, if, if I might decide to, to make a film, right? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, look, somebody doing it, and they're doing it different, and yeah, they have people, you know, all, you know, worldwide talking about this, even in the Caribbean, so look at this, right? And I'll close to this, right? Uh, hopefully, you know, in the long run, um, other, you know, would be in the director's, actually, or filmmakers, sorry, watch this and actually be inspired to make films of their own about their own experiences but of course make it timely and universal and i think yeah that's that that's just a testament to how great this movie is man so yeah i color me surprised by this movie though i i really enjoyed it for what it was so for me strong four out of five man um but this is more gonna be for fans of indie and experimental cinema i don't want to say art house really you know it's not really art house in a sense but it you know, I can understand why people would put it in that box, but I think it's just a box, right? It doesn't feel art house to me at all, even with E24, you know, distributed it, right? But yeah, uh, if, if you're just a, a, a fan of, you know, indie cinema or whatnot, yeah, definitely check it out, man. But yeah, uh, Raven Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is her debut feature. Um, okay. She has she has a bright future, man, with Mary Jenkins in her corner, boy. Her, sky, sky is the limit for her, man. So yeah. 
thoroughly, thoroughly impressed by, by this film. Man. So absolutely check it out. But yeah, your, your final thoughts are rated. Yeah, no, I, I dug it. Uh. It, 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 as I say, it, it doesn't do anything. It's not look. It's not lean weight bullshit, but like it, it's still. I could get into it for the same conceit, just but it's for the for the art, for the art and the the technique and 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 just the the, the use of the craft. It was really solid stuff. Um, overall rating, yeah, I give it an eight. Like it's a good. I give it a good score. I, I don't think it'll make my, my top ten of the year, but like I dug it for what it was and what it was trying to. I dug it. I, I, I dug it. I appreciate it for what it is. Um, but yeah, I didn't super, super love this. Um, but yeah, uh, that, 8 out of 10. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You know, maybe me, me, if I watch it again, I could pick it even more. I'd be like, well, oh gosh, right. did this see that our hands too? Like, oh gosh. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but now, nah, for, for just from a first time viewing, yeah, I was totally, totally impressed by this one. So again, Reva Jackson, you know, expecting great things from her, man. But yeah, she, she started strong with this one, for real. And last but not least, Let's talk about the color purple. So, pre-rabble time, right? Um, back in 1985, you know, the original film came out, right? So, this was like, I don't know, like a year into me being born, right? So, I didn't even get into this film till like when I first got cable. I forgot what station had. I think probably BT ran it or TNT or something like that. I can't remember. I think it was a local TV, but I probably didn't watch it because I just felt like, you know, when you're young, it's like, oh, that's looking boring and I'm going to support women, uh, you know, like that, right? But first time I saw it, I, I remember enjoying it, right? But it didn't really stand out to me, right? I think the reason being is because of the director, Steven Spielberg, right? Sp- Spielberg. You know, when, when you know about his work, it's always the Jaws, it's always the Indiana Joneses, it's always the Jurassic Parks, right? Right. But, this actually was his first was his first had a drama, right? A, dr- yeah. a dramatic filmmaker, right? And looking back at it now, I think that he knocked it out the park with this one, yeah. right? And it really paved the way for yeah, his dramatic films, right? Whether it be stuff like Munich or Schindler's List, whatever it is like that, right? I'll bring up Schindler's List in a bit, right? But yeah. So in preparation for this new film, I watched I rewatched the, you know, the 1985 film, right? And I will strongly, strongly recommend if you haven't seen the first one in a long while, or if you haven't seen the first one at all, you need to watch you need to watch that version, right? If you know the story by heart, if it's already ingrained in your subconscious, then you don't need to, to, to rewatch it, right? But whatever. But yeah, um rewatch this though, I was I was like actually like shocked at how how it still holds up though, you know what I mean? Um the cinematography I thought was just fan freaking tastic in this though, you know. Uh acting great across the board though. I forgot that this was the debut of Whoopi Goldberg though and she she right. she nailed it as Celie. Uh um, Oprah Oprah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Oprah was there too and I'll confess there's some moments like in the, in the actually in the third act in particular like the dramatic moments with Oprah's character boy when the bad taste yeah. came out boy I was like wow my like, Oprah Oprah doing this to Oprah making me cry dog why you know what I mean I was reminded how much of a dick Danny Glover was you know what I mean as as, yeah, as yeah, Mr. So. right because this is yeah, this before we know him as um, you know Murtaugh in, in, in Little Weapon it's like wow D- Danny boy what well, to you why you 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 supposed to be I'm too old for this shit man what are you talking you slapping on people for man, you know what I mean um, yeah, but he was I didn't even know Lawrence Fishburne was in this though. I didn't even know Redon Chong was in this like what all these people what you know what I mean? But I I think the show is 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 fantastic though. You know, it's it's a great period piece, great comic of age drama as well too. And again, it just shows Spielberg just being so just showing his 
just showing his skill though as a filmmaker right because you know prior to that it's just all blockbusters and actions and right. thrillers right but this was like no i could really make heartwarming drama well i should say heartwarming and heartbreaking drama right so on the subject of that i'll, I'll finish up in a bit right um so right so shout out to um jeanette for putting me on to this youtuber right the name escapes me right now i'm sorry right but um, this was in relation to our review of May December, right? So she finally watched it and reminded her of a video of from this YouTuber where she was talking about melodrama, right? And why people, you know, like kind of make it, you know, because May December, I don't know if you saw it yet, Ricardo, actually falls within, you know, the, into melodrama, right? But thanks to Todd Haynes and his, exp- his knowledge of the, the genre itself or the subgenre, he uses it to, to, to really touch on something really dark and serious, right? You know, with you know, with the subject matter of, of that movie, right? But it's easy to watch something melodramatic and think it's campy, right? You know, because it's right. all these heightened emotions, you know, people yelling and crying and all that kind of stuff, right? So for me, I would see I would easily say that Color Purple is you know, the, the the old film is does fall under the, the, the subgenre of melodrama, right? But it is right. not campy at all. There's nothing about the campy. Say what you want about the southern accents. I don't care. This is pure melodrama, right? And I could tell, let's rewatch this, right? That um, Spielberg was really drawing from older films, right? Older films, classic films of this subgenre, whether it be Stella Dallas or uh, Mildred Pierce, right? You know, the, 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 the female protagonist who is really, really struggling in life and going through a lot of hardships, right? But somehow she manages to, to, to rise above water and just stand up for, her, for herself, right? And be strong, right? You know, through all the struggle. And you really saw that through the character, well, through the characters, I would say, of both Celie and Sophia, right? Played by Whoopi and, right. and Oprah. They go through so much, boy, and they still come out of it strong, right? And yeah, the heart of it all, that's really what the show is about, right? Um, few things for you, right? One thing that really caught me by surprise, and we'll bring it up new in our review of the, of the new film, right? I think, because this is right around the time when the PG-13 rating was established, right? You know, tags to Spielberg because he executive produced Gremlins and he directed right. uh, Indiana Josie Temple of Two doom two films that that pretty much told the mpaa okay yeah we need to make another rating though because yeah, we can't we can't bring kids to be watching all this dark shit but like well, what are we doing Dred? you know so they establish that right so i think if i'm not mistaken this is probably the first pg-13 show to incorporate lgbtq content because i didn't even know this i haven't seen the show in a long while but there's a moment with um silly and um and shug avery right played by margaret avery right yeah when they have a the, there's a there's a same sex kiss like you know is that yeah that's yeah that's, yeah. that's in the book yeah uh, 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 apparently there was it was more recy in the book and actually the book itself from what I what I heard is actually a lot darker than you know the movie itself right yeah uh, no, the book the book rough you know? yeah the book is a rough read. okay well yeah and I'm bringing this up too because um I was actually surprised though but I actually I actually found this out after the fact though. Uh, that there was there was backlash on the film, right? Uh, in particular, with the representation of well, two things. One with the whole black struggle thing, right? Because you have to remember at this point in time, uh, there were no real major black filmmakers putting out work. So like uh, exactly. Robert Townsend didn't put out Hollywood Shuffle as yet. Spike Lee right. didn't put out his debut Spike as yet. Yeah, I think I think it's like a year afterwards that uh, that Spike Lee put out. She's gonna have it, right? Like a year later. No, yeah, it was kind of a big deal that that you know 
uh, Steven Spielberg do it, did it as a thing. And, uh, you know, you could respect it for whatever it is. He's a Jewish director, but he was still a white guy. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's a white Jew, you know. So you know, people's like, oh, what, what do you... Yeah, so, so I'll say this, right? You know, so, you know, people's like, oh, what do you know about struggle? What do you know about the black experience, right? So this kind of true is, is like a dumb joke, right? But I think this is where people kind of shut up and understand where you're coming from. So you could say what you want about, oh, a white Jew directing the film, but you don't understand the black struggle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then years later, the man drops shitless, listen to all the asses, all the shut up, all the understand that, oh, he knows about the struggle. He understands that, right? So that's what I really admire about the film too, right? So it wasn't like a paycheck film for him. He was really passionate about it. Uh, he did confess, I read this up on Wikipedia, that he did not know how to really show that same-sex kiss scene. So he kind of do it right. in a sort of a tasteful way. It's very Casablanca-esque. That's what I was saying without right. spoiling right? Yeah, a lot of people, I remember a lot of people was like saying, nah, they kind of get an older black filmmaker like, like a Gordon Parks or somebody like that. Like, you know, oh, right, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, like him. Yeah, Bubba. yeah. Um, but, but I thought that he did the material a lot of justice. Um, exactly. He, he, I, I yeah, remember yeah, big he, he, What I, I remember this movie, uh, the big thing I remember this movie is one, uh, well, that part, it had a big gendered conceit about it because, yeah, black men is complete trash, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't even know I this, but I was kind of not surprised to hate after the fact. Yeah, men like Jesse Jackson, that was like, boy, boy, cut that movie, you know, boy. What are you trying to say, black men? And then it's it's effective. Well, in fact, you know, basically snubbing at the Oscars. Yeah. Can I take a gun nominated for 11 Oscars, including Best Pictures? Yeah, and then I won none. And it's what? Is what is what won over it uh, out of Africa, <laughs> like, which I wow. still haven't seen, but I find that yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and nobody's talking about out of Africa. Like I nope. don't remember that movie. No, nope. I just remember it as it beat color purple. That's it. <laughs> like it's one of those things. It, it was a big drama. I it was before my time. I was again. I was your age, so it, I don't. I have no workable memory for 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 the movie in that in any any time. But I don't remember about the movie and, and knowing about the, the history of it as it is. Yeah, so well well you're you're right. I'll, I'll wrap up here, right? So yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but we were born a year we, we were we were like a year old when the movie came out, so I'm sorry. So I don't feel that kind of resentment that some people probably still have towards the film, even with yeah. it being a black struggle film. But you know, in terms of Spielberg showing his his dramatic chop, so I think that he 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 just went above and beyond the Call of Duty to make the show work, right? And you also have to tag the, the cast itself too, right? Because it's not just Danny Glover and Whoopi and Oprah, but also men like Quincy Jones who did a fantastic score for this, right? You could tell that everybody felt the story. Everybody knew they had to do this this story justice and they did it, right? But I'll close with one last thing, right? So this is going to lead into what we have here now, right? There were bits... Well, alright, so in addition to the melodrama of the film, right? There were, to much of my surprise, bits of what uh, we, you know, what we'll call magic realism, right? And that really catch me by surprise. I'm like, what? Okay. But I felt like, to the show's credit, it works, right? But I can understand some people thinking that it's overly sentimental. And, you know, I'll throw an example, right? So, perfect example. This is with uh, Shug reunited with, uh, with a dad who is a preacher, right? And it, it does this sort of thing where Shug is at the joke joint, right? And she's singing a song, right? This 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 gospel song. But at the same time, at the church, her dad and the choir singing the same song. And somehow, I don't want to call it like a sixth sense, but somehow she just is beckoned to go to the church. So she and her friends walk, bef- well, walk, you know, walk from the joke joint, joke joint, sorry, to the church. And she's like singing to the dad. And it's almost like, you know, take me back. I'm sorry I left you, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. 
I will say that the the new film does that a lot better, right? But yeah. again, you know, the point is something like that will never happen in real life, though. But in the context of the show, I think it works. So it's it's again, it's magic realism. But I think it works in the show itself, right? So you're not supposed to a hundred percent believe it. Like no, it's not possible. But it works from a thematic and emotional perspective. It's really the emotion that works, right? I'm bringing this up to it. I'll wrap up here for good, right? Uh, uh, you know, until you get to your point, right? Material like this is ripe to is ripe for musical dread, and right. yeah, you know, be, it's not just the magic realism aspect of it; it's not just the music parts of it too. Uh, but it's the melodrama of it too, you know. So yeah, you know, it's something like this could I'm not saying it needed to be a musical, but it made sense when you really think about it. It being a musical, right? Because yeah, right. of just how heightened the emotions are. And so the I don't know. I don't know what the so. timeline. I don't know what the timeline for this is, um, but I think the play, or what we call the musical play, came when? In the 90s? I forget um, exactly. I, I read it up here. It came in, um, well, 2005, actually. It started, well, okay, 2005. Yeah. Okay, so it's the 2000s. Okay, right. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's the book, Steve Spielberg's movie, then the play, and then this. And yeah. This and, and, and this, this new movie, movie is drawn from all three. It's drawn from Spielberg, right. it's drawn from the right. book, right. Right. and the musical. I thought that was really, really smart as well too, right? Because, right. yes, people will go in and expect the Spielberg film. Some people will go in right. and expect the, uh, oh gosh, the, the musical. And there'll be some people, I'll bring this up in my review, who will go in not having a clue of any of these things, right? And they're just going completely blind, right? But yeah, you know, so yeah, something like this needed to be in retrospect a musical genre. I'm just glad that, you know, somebody was smart enough to say, you know what, let me just make this into a film genre. Let's just make a film based on the musical, right? You know, people right. might people could say it's an apology or, you know, it's a black director finally tackling the story, or it's meant right. to cross correct some of the things that some people were iffy about with the old film, right? In particular right. the melodrama and the magic realism, you know, points, well, right? I don't know, the, but the, the show exists, did, you know? One thing they did do, look, I, I know Color Purple Expert, right? Neither I read me. the book once. I oh, you did? Okay, well, well, lucky you, bro. Wow, okay. Yeah, I read the book once. I, I, I watched the Steven Spielberg movie once. I vaguely remember the details of this. So I can't tell you, well, hey, boy, I, you know, real know what they do or what they take from and what was smart and wasn't thing in terms of nuance and portrayal. The book was a rough read, I remember that. Right. And that's the, uh, but this, this well, it just... You know, again, we're gonna get into this new movie now. Sure, sure. But by, I uh, swear, I swear you rewatch. I I swear you do like me a rewatching old film, though. You know, I no, thought you did. No, I okay. just remember. You know, I just remember Daddy Glover being real trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, is is the the whole thing is that it's just the conceits of uh what I thought it, they made the male characters more nuanced. Like, they didn't just make them outright trash. They just kind of trash in a context. Like, they try to do this whole gender thing but they didn't really try to throw black men under the bus kind of thing <laughs> yeah and i just say the, the book that's what the book was that is the woman life like that is what it is like you know a lot of people make the joke how, how you know color purple is, is guaranteed viewed for any black girl growing up now like you, you know, know? Black men, <laughs> careful. yeah 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 right. look, look out for the black men especially when they want to propose here watch out watch out right yeah whatever and so, so to me this this one is just kind of it's it's in some ways it, it works better but in other ways, it really kind of sands off the edges of what the, to me, the original material was. And I don't know if that was a good choice or not. And I could see people not caring for that, to be honest. I was in the middle about it because I felt, nah, they could, they could probably like be closer to the book or, or do it more. Look, I, I just I just try to cater towards the more edgier end of things when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? So I felt they could have, like, for lack of a better term, 
be closer to what the author was trying to portray, in my humble opinion. Right? So that's why the, the Spielberg movie still worked better because the Spielberg movie, you know, kind of does it. This one, softer. Not as thing. Um, this color, what's his name, like D- Domingo? Yeah, uh, Coleman Domingo. Yeah, yeah. Coleman Domingo. Um, I, 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 a name and a person I've always seen, but you know, it's not like, you know, he's he's always like those guys that, that oh. you don't really see. Um, all right. So another show I need to check out, um, you know, as stuff that I missed out last year is uh, Rustin. I've been hearing a lot of great things right. about Rustin. I've actually been hearing about how great he was in that film, Rustin. Like, you know, like best actor great, right? Um, but yeah, you know, like there was never a film that uh, that I kind of zeroed in on. Like, okay, like, yeah, he will always be this character. Or I always remember him as this character. It's just, right, this guy from that show, that, that's who he is. So him playing, him playing, um, thing playing uh mr mr now. yeah I, right it, it, it he works i find it, I, I actually prefer him to danny glover in this um me to too me too um, yeah but i thought it was a good good balance and, and again it, it being a musical oh boy i miss good musicals because boy wish i had to wash out wish out <laughs> to my mouth with this one hey you this know why i was watching this i was i was I was, I was hoping ricardo enjoyed this movie because of how scary yeah. was my wish <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to listen. You cannot F this up. You had to get music right. And yeah, this one, they had some really good numbers in this. Yes. They, work. Uh, they, they, they put it together and, and, and push that conceit as it is. And, and it's really, really good stuff. Everybody was good in this. Um, yeah, and I forget her name um, from, from the, the... She won this music competition back in she days. Uh, she's pretty good in this. Um, Fantasia, bro. Fantasia. Fantasia yeah, Ambrino. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I here's the thing, I, here's the thing, like, like, okay, so, sorry to cut here, but we had to mention that, just quickly, that god-awful poster, right? Oh my god, oof, right? Right, that's the only thing that was kind yeah. of bad, like, yeah, they really cannot make an effort to the poster, they, they, yeah. they clearly, they clearly subbed out to some shit on, right? Yeah, so, but, but, but for me, right, like, going in, right, like, I wasn't really thinking about, because I saw the first, because I saw the original, right? So I just sort of went and, like, kind of hoping to be surprised at who was going to play who, right? So I wasn't really thinking, even though she was in the cover, sorry, in the poster, Hey, Fantasia is the one who's playing Silly. I, I wasn't really right. thinking about that, right? So I was actually kind of surprised that she, she played that. I thought that she played her, like, excellently, right? She's great. Yeah. yeah. And of course, well, I mean, she could sing her heart. Oh, we knew this since the 2000s. But boy, she has not lost it. But she could still sing. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. But they, they get everybody. They get this girl from Orange. She's new black. She and it. She real good. They get yeah, Miguel Daniel Brooks. I loved Daniel her. Brooks, loved right? her as um, Sophia. But I, 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 should, I should more think her from... from um, uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker, right? Yeah, um, and, and and pitch perfect casting as Sophia. She, yeah, be like, look yeah. at her, like, like she, she instantly, she is Sophia, right? And I thought that she, she did as great a job as as Oprah did. The only advantage she have yeah. is just she have more spunk and she get to sing a couple songs, right? So yeah, right. And then they, they get um, they called she boys um, God Shuki. I want to say oh God, what's her name from? Taraji P Henson, you know. Yeah, where's she character name from? Um, Empire of Sugar. Oh, sorry. Cookie, cookie, cookie. How can cookie, I remember? How can I forget right. that? Ah, yeah. Right. And yeah, no. Um, the, the thing is, like, you know, everybody comes together reasonably well for this. It works. When you think about it, like a musical, and you treat it like that, it really works, right? Um, it don't it don't make sense compared to the Spielberg film. It takes some stuff from the Spielberg film. It does. Yes. Uh, but it does. It really works as as just a musical. Just thinking about it as a musical. Now I want to go back and watch like a filmed version of the play. And again, it does. Let me tell you something. They avoid that bullshit. Oh, it's film and a play. Film and a play, film yes. Play. Mm-hmm. yes. I love that they didn't do that. It is a movie. Like, yes, you know, they, they corporate well. space. People move about space, in the space. That in one yeah. room. Well, okay, like, right. there's a couple of dance sequences or whatnot where it's no, in one fine. set. That's, that's fine, right? But fine. they yeah. make use of the full space of the of the show. And yeah, so I, 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 dug, I dug this for it. Was, um, it, it comes to... 
it, the music the music works it works with the numbers everybody bounce over here. they get John Batista come through John. I'm like yeah work. yeah boy like, all, of that, all that is fine like all of that is a whole thing by itself I'm like yeah nice man not bad I don't I don't hate any of it as as the working conceit and yeah that, that's how I feel about this this was it's really really cool stuff it comes it comes together well they tell the story and they do their own thing and i i just really enjoy this i don't know if it, look i can't say in good conscience i enjoyed necessarily more than the original or the spielberg film so the did its thing i ain't saying no but this one is just really solid stuff as a as a as a working product man really overall solid stuff in my opinion yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with you man um as far as the original film like i know there will be people who will compare the two and say well you know the first one's better because it's more dramatic and uh, but that, uh, uh, that to me is not the point, right? I think that, you know, these two shows exist, you know, as, you know, to compare and contrast, right? Because so, while, you know, the original one does more on a dramatic level, this one does more on a thematic level in, in terms of, well, you know, just getting the yeah. point across and just doing it through song, through the, the acting and the performances and all that. They do that well, right? Uh, but in no way would I say one is better than the other. I just love that there's, you know, two versions of a beloved book that exists that, you know, you can look at and be like, you know what, if I feel it for the melodrama, I'll go for the 85 film. If I feel it for the musical, I'll go for the 2023 film. And that's really what it is, right? Uh, I thought that everybody, everybody um, did, did did their thing, right? So not going to say that, you know, the acting was truly rude for what that. I just felt for what it was. Everybody did what they have to do, right? Uh, Fantasia, right? I thought that she was great as Silly. Uh, no, she's not the best actress in the world, you know, even when it comes to dramatic moments. But just the heart that she brought, that she brought to the story, you know, you really, really felt it. Um, I love the, you know, how, you know, with her, you know, um, touching on the whole black empowerment aspect of Silly's character act, though. How she expresses it, though. Like, there's a great scene in the end where she performs this, this one song and, you know, yeah, just as a summary of the experiences she went through, though, yeah, it, it really hurt. And I love how it, it's, not spoiling much, it's very singing in the kind of inspired but just without yeah. the read you know yeah. what I mean like just the the outdoor setting it's somebody outside of a of a building but they just in the zone and you know they just they just like so joyously you know what I mean and they're just singing but they, they, they're all alone you know what I mean they're just in the old zone right and she does that I, I thought that was great um, Taraji, she is great. I mean, she's she's. I mean, we 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 love Taraji, right? Whatever whatever show she's in, right? But yeah, she is pitch perfect as as Shugdo, you know, because she is that boisterous character. She is that one who sings the blues and she does it in the sultry way, right? So she she does a great job, um, you know, play that role. Though, that um, uh, what's her name? Boy, Margaret Avery played in the original film, right? Also, the dynamic between the two of them, I like that they went a little bit more into it, right? Well, the, the relationship that they have, right? Um, because in the first one, right, in the original film, though, it just kind of came kind of unexpectedly, admittedly, but that's not a nitpick, right? It's just how the story was told, right? Again, Spielberg, you know, try anything, right? Again, PG-13 rating, blah, 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 right? Uh, but here, I like that they set things up pretty early, right? Uh not just with their relationship, but other things that you, re- you, you they set up. Hey, Siri is attracted to Sugar, right? You know, just off of her music and off of you know this 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 uh portrait photo that um um oh gosh that Mister has, right? They, they they set up very well, right? And uh, actually, I actually really dug just visually how they established their relationship as well, too, right? So. I'll touch for a bit on people who will go into this completely bl- uh, blind, right? So again, I do recommend it to see the original one, right? So I don't think 
anybody who was with me when I went to see the show. I went by myself, right? That's fine. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to drive my friends to see a musical, right? But whatever. Yeah, so some people, I, I, I would admit, it was, it's, it's, it's great to see with a crowd, right? So they were reacting a lot to, like, Celie's moments and, you know, uh, Sophia's moments. Like, us, when, C- when Sophia stepped into the scene, you know, people was cracking up. They were laughing. They, they were loving, you know, Daniel Brooks. I thought that she was fantastic, though. She got the you know, the boisterousness, the loudness, perfect, right? But I was concerned about the dramatic moments, so and even though she didn't make she she didn't bring too much mantis out of me, like how Oprah did with those moments, you know, in the, in the second and third act though. But Danielle brought it too, but not as much as, as Oprah. But I thought that still she did a great job nonetheless, right? And yeah, she was just great, like pitch perfect cast, right? So again, just going back to the whole relationship between Celie and Sugar, right? So me now, I know what to expect her, and I love that the show set it up early o'clock, eh? So I just kind of watch, like, alright, how are they gonna, how are they gonna shoot, how are they gonna shoot, how are they gonna shoot, right? And without spoiling anything, it involves a musical number, I thought that, that was great, the, the, the setup of it, of it was great, right? But is the scene right afterwards, though, and I hear, like, a couple of people, like, boy, what was this, boy? What was going on here, boy? What you know what I mean? I just lay laughing to myself like boy if 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 you if all they will lead you, if all they if all they if all they done all the research earlier on if all they did all the homework I had no what to expect. But how they did it here, uh uh, uh it, it went a little deeper into it, that's all I'll say without spoiling But it's done in a rather tasteful way and I, I absolutely respect that, right? Um uh, everybody else is great too. Uh I forgot Corey Hawkins was it? He played Harpo as well, right? Um, that would be Mister's, um, you know, son, right? I like that he wasn't a klutz like he was in the first film. Like in the first film, they had this bit with him. Okay, yeah, remember early on he was repairing this, well, building what will be the juke, the juke joint, right? And yeah, there's this bit where he falls through the roof a couple of times. And that's played for laughs, but I didn't even do that there, right? Um, then expect McGill her to be in it as well too. She plays well Harpo's right, okay. uh you know a new girlfriend, so to speak. Uh Squeak. Can't watch the face like, hey, who is this hot chick, right? I was like, hey, that's her, right? I didn't I didn't even notice because of how her hair was done, right? Um, also my next girl, how Holly Bailey was there too, right? Uh early on as right. well too. Um she plays Nettie, that would be um Celie's um, you know, sister, right? Uh, and even the, the girl who plays young Celie early on was great as well, right? But I love the dynamic between, well, her and Haley in the earlier moments, right? Who they got to play older Nelly in the end, though, sup- Nettie, sorry, surprise, blah, 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 blah. I can't watch the face, huh? And I, I, I know the name pop up in the, in the trailer, but I wasn't thinking about it while I was watching. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's Sierra, though. Right, right. I didn't watch the face, like, wait. That's Sierra, like, because she looked totally different, right? Like, she kind of looked almost like she does not have makeup on, that's all I'll say. You know, that's not a diss, but it's just how she looked there. But the point is, she's supposed to look older, because remember, it's, you know, years past, right? But yeah, she was in it too, and she got to sing a song, that was cool, right? Um, two two people I didn't expect to see this, though. Um, David Allen Grado, he plays the Reverend. That would be uh, Shug's father. And like I say, with the whole magic realism aspect of the first film, how they set it up in the end, or even, uh, you know, I also love how they set up their relationship early on too, you know, just the idea that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a man of the cloth, and, you know, I don't talk to my daughter anymore because XYZ. And how they set up, the, uh, you know, how they, they reunion at the end, though, I thought that was really, really sweet, though, very, very endearing, right? And they use the same song, they use the same um, gospel song that they used in the first film as well, too, right? I'll touch on music a little bit, too, right? Uh, also, I watched the bad face. Eh? It's only when I see the credits. Eh? I didn't even know it was him. Don't they get Louis Gossett Jr. Dread? Yeah. 
to yeah, plead Mr. Fade, though. I was aware of like, something. Wow, all these people dog. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dog. You still alive, dog. Respect, yeah. dog. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Um, wasn't he in in uh Watchmen? Or oh, the series? You know, I haven't yeah. seen the series in a in a, in a hot minute. You know, like, I forgot. Yeah, it was in that while back. Uh, okay. Back, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, what? And I told that he 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 wasn't as. Just he was that slimy as a Dove Caesar was in the old film. Like in the old film, right. he was real slimy, dog. You just hate this guy, right? But <laughs> but I thought that Louis, Louis did a did a great uh, role uh, performance under this, right? And lastly, I'm not gonna say the moment where it happens, boy. But I was shocked when I see Whoopi Goldberg make a cameo, though. Right. When I see that, right. I was like, all right, all right, all right, sure, all right, all right. I like that. I like I like this. This is really cool, right? Uh, I'll talk to the direction, right? The direction, well, should say the director of this is Blitz Bazawul, right? If I got the name wrong, forgive yeah. me, right? He's, he's alright. He's good. Yeah, and he he actually worked on Blackest King, right? Which I love. That's from Beyonce, right? And yeah, I thought yeah. like this directed wise, though, he did a great job with this. Though, like it it looks great. Um, the cinematography is whew, It looks fantastic. It's just as fantastic as the original film, in my opinion, right? But just how he uses the space and whatnot, you know, with the scenes and whatnot, and you know, I have to touch on the musical numbers. Fantastic across the board. Everybody, you know, like just just. For me, like, you know, like, we, we, we've gone, uh, unfortunately, gone past the days where, you know, we would have, like, one or two songs that you would just hear continuously on radio or see music videos of constantly on TV, right, to drive the film, right? So, there's none of that. So, yes, I enjoy the numbers, but this is one where I have to, like, listen to the, or watch the film again, or probably listen to the soundtrack properly. I mean, yes, I remember this song, and now it clicks a little bit more too. I remember, this is first time hearing these songs, eh? so, but... The songs still slap, you know me, they, they, they still deliver. Um, there's one from Daniel Brooks that she did called Hell No. I thought that was, like, for me, that's, like, the best song in it, in, in, in the right. whole, you know, film. Um, and in the context of it, too, it, it totally works, right? Because it does reference a moment with uh, with, with with Sophie in the film, right? Um, and, yeah, it, it works there, right? Just, just everything across the board was great, right? But I also love, too, that it's drawing not just from the musical, but also from the old film as well, and I guess bits and pieces from the book as well, right? So, I mean, I am not versed in all things Color Purple, so, you know, I only know from the from the movie. But, you know, there's, there's bits that I could tell are from the musical and from the book as well, too. So I thought that it just does this wholesome job of just capturing... Um, yeah, those three perspectives on the story, right? Well, the original story itself, and the musical, and the original film, right? And I thought that it did, you know, it did those things very well, right? Even right now to the end as well, too. I thought that was that was, that was really like um, heartfelt, though, like much way more heartfelt than, than how the, the original film ended as well, too, right? Well, yeah. just as, yeah. but just the just the setup of it too was really really powerful, though. I didn't expect that they were gonna go there, but they went there, and it it, it works, man, right? But yeah, ultimately, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this man. And I I I just again I just love it that this is its own thing, but it's also drawn from the old film, and you can just kind of see these things as just two distinct films with the same story, with the same characters that you know and love, or the characters that you detest, like Mister, for example. And also, yes, I have to agree with you. I actually, like how um how um how Coleman Domingo portrays him, right? So he's not pure scum; he's a complete scum, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. But but to be fair, to be fair to, to Danny Glover's credit, right? He wasn't pure scum neither, right? But he was mostly scum. Right. He was mostly scum. Mister was 
occasionally scum. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's moments where you, yeah, you kind of just watch him and you pity him, right? That, that's really, again, that's that's the point of the Mr. Character. Like, you, you can hate him as much as you want to, but ultimately you have to kind of load him, right? I do love how they make like these little like narrative choices in terms of where his character goes. Like, there's one bit involving where the show ends, where I felt was a little bit rushed in the old film, I like how they show it how to say detail right in this version right. here so I, I really dug it right? I, I really dug how they did that right and yeah uh, I, I really enjoyed this man so I think I talked long enough so yeah rating wise for me like four and a half out of five man if I had seen it for Christmas you know because it didn't come out in Christmas unfortunately down here but if I did and if I managed to see it before um, you know for the final episode yeah this would have been my best off for sure not an honorable mention this would have been a best off for me easy right um as a musical, it works as an adaptation of the story. It works as a bold new take on this story. It works as well. Um, and, you know, just as, not so much as a companion piece to the old film, but just as, hey, it's 2023 and we want to tell the story again. Yeah, it, it, it totally works, man. Um, I know that there will be some people who will prefer the original one, you know, for, for, for obvious reasons. And will, you know, say, well, you know, you, you're kind of losing the point of it, blah, blah, blah. But I think that even with, uh, also, last year, I also have to give credit for even with the musical aspects of it, they don't shy away from what the show is about, right? They they really do have a you really do show you, yeah, the, yes, this is still a black struggle story where are we, we are touching on, on really unsettling themes like incest and sexual violence and stuff like that. But it's not to the point that we're gonna burn you and drag you down with all this and you know the musical stuff feels out of place. Everything feels like it belongs in you know in this in this in this film here. And yeah, and that to me is is why the show totally works, right? So even with the with the with the with the uh how to say the emotional stuff in it, you know the musical aspects of it work and it just it just meshes so perfectly. Uh, I would say near perfectly in my opinion, right? So yeah, I absolutely enjoy this. Definitely see it in theaters. Uh, but I will recommend one last time. Watch the old film, right? Watch the old film. So at least when you go into this one, you'll know what to expect, and you'll admire. Oh, that's a that's a nice change. I like how they how they show this, how they ex how they explore this, or how they express this. I like this, right? So that that to me works. But if you're familiar with the story already, you don't really need to. If you're going blind, I guess you'll still enjoy it. But just kind of go in doing this at least, right? What the story is about. I I I would say if you're going with some kind of marginal knowledge as to what the show is about, you'll be fine, right? But if you're going kind of blind and not knowing what to expect, you'll be kind of like, you know, I don't want to say put off by what it is to see, but you'll be like kind of shocked at some moments where it's like, no, that's his story. Even when things kind of get violent, that's his story. When things get dreading, you know, in terms of emotion, that's his story, right? So I got that and, and, and the musical aspects and in, in this film. And yeah, both of these things work together. So yeah, absolutely enjoy this film. But yeah, your, your final thoughts are rated. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, this probably would have made my, my top 10. Um, I was just thinking of how really well done this was. Um, yeah, I can just go and say it. Like, I, I prefer this version. I, I never saw Fair the board with me. Yeah, mm. I, I, I never saw the Broadway play, so to me this just works so much better with the music. Now, mm. um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I was so sold on Wish, but it just works so much better with the music. And you know, I miss a good musical. You know, when you're doing a musical, at very, very rarely I'll tolerate a musical. But if you're doing it, you have to nail it. Yeah, um, but, but, but that's just that's sorry to continue, right? I just have to ask, right? In terms of Wish, right? Is it that the songs would catch enough? 
Yes, there were some catchy ass songs in this movie, right? But of was course, it that the I songs in the Wish were catchy? What, what? Yeah, they, they were they were utterly mediocre, less than mediocre, terrible. Right. Go watch it yourself. No, I, I, I only know I only know the team song. That was it. And I just hear it like, okay, that that's yeah. that's it. All right. That, that was all. That's all I do. <laughs> you need bangers. I am sorry. Thank you. You can't do no normal thing. You can't do normal thing. And this had bangers. This was great. I mean, yeah, that, that's how I feel about this. This was. I, I actually prefer this version and the way it's done. It's a lot more. Admittedly, it's more more. Uh, less dark and more uplifting i suppose agreed it, it is it is, it is yeah 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 it feels more hopeful that so it works mostly for me as it is but yeah uh overall i i i dug the hell out of this um and yeah it would have probably made the top 10 for the year probably uh yeah i uh written um yeah like uh eight out of ten um solid eight um closer to eight than nine is a uh, slightly above it uh but yeah i i i Really enjoyed this and make it. Me, I thought they, they really it came together, and mostly because of how much good talent was involved in this. Would this get Oscars? I have no clue, right? Because that I is a real good it, question. That's a real good I question. No I get the feeling that a lot of people still bitter about the eighty-five movie. They want to make up for lost time. They want to make up for that. That again, again, that vibe from 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 people. So that's about that. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this so far. It was was going for. So yeah, yeah. I dug it. Well, there's a couple things before before we wrap up, right? So as you bring up Oscars, right? So what if if it does get nominations? So that's just me guesstimating, right? Um, best supporting actress, Daniel Brooks. That has to happen. Um, best costume right. design, though. I really, really dug the costume design in this film. Uh, in, in, in film, right? Um, best picture, nah. Because <laughs> once people yeah. see that, they'll be like, "Oh, you know, that's that's the Academy trying to apologize for what happened way back in '86 with right. you know it it not winning anything." But I was like, "I, I don't think it, it deserves a best picture now, though." But supported actress for sure, Dandra Brooks. Who, by the way, I just found out actually was in the Broadway play. Uh, she was there okay. from, um, I think it's from 2015. She was there. So she, and she played the same Sophia character. So it's so great that she's played a character that she literally knows, you know, uh, you know, like the back of her hand. That, that's, that's really awesome to me, right? But yeah, I, I, I think if above everything else, she could get her Oscar nom. And, you know, just from a technical aspect, you know, best costume design as well. Too. I think that the costume was, was great. Uh, best song, I can't really say because again, I can't really pull out a, a song from it as well. Right. I just need to re-listen to the soundtrack and then I can say, oh, okay, maybe this song. But if it was, if it gets a nomination, a nomination sorry for, for best song, that'll be great. But lastly, it won't be real funny though. So I think if 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 you get pissed at this, right? Imagine if Wish get an Oscar nomination for best original song. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I like when Suicide Squad win an Oscar. I'm like, oh god, for that. But it's, it, but it's it's for the obvious one, makeup and hair style, right. right? Because uh because of what killer croc, you know what I mean? But yeah, I I will laugh Trent, if Wish get nominated, yeah, you know. I die. To be like the Oscars, they do some bullshit like that. even worse if it get nominated for best animated feature, Trent. I will. Yeah, I will. Some bullshit like that. Whatever. Yeah, what what are you saying? It reminds you of what? Where uh, was this girl? I, in my humble opinion, I thought she was the worst in the category, and she would. When she went for La La Land. Um, oh, so a- a- Emma Stone, who Emma I know you were going to love. I, yeah. I know you're going to love when you see portings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she was like, she was good at portings, and I saw portings. Uh, she was good at portings. All right. But just. Now, like, now I remember you like, real heated her performance in that show. I was like, it wasn't that bad, was it? It was impressive. <laughs> it is not bad. You know, it deserves his nomination. It is the worst in the category. Oh, in the category. Everybody I got you. Better. Everybody was better. Everybody was better. Sorry. Yeah. I'll yeah. like look back at the the um the, the, the list at that time, right? But yeah. Mm. 
But yeah, other than that though, um, yeah, this is this is Oscar Woody. Um, he is hoping that they get some Oscar noms though. But even if it doesn't, it's really worth checking though. But again, I strongly recommend that you watch the old film first, so at least you know what the story is, or be from um be reminded of what the story is before you go into this new one here. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can people find you online? Uh, Bora, uh, Armedi on Blue Sky. You can find uh-huh. me there. Uh, you get a type in Ricardo Medi on Facebook. You can find me there. So, yeah. Bora at Armedi on Blue Sky. Uh, don't, don't try for Twitter. Not, not, not useful. But Blue Sky, I'm reasonably active there. And then you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. And I will respond to, to any messages. So, that's okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, usually, I'm on Instagram. Well, usually, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. The la- the latter two of which you'll find excerpts from today's episode, along with other episodes of BBB Radio, Retrospect Reviews, BS Pizza Bailey, and Hip Hop Sub 10. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever you're listening to this. This was Machi Bailey at Adam Medina. And we are signing off from another episode, or should I say the season four, season four premiere of BBB Radio. So until the next one, take care. Stay safe in the doubt. All the best to you and yours in 2024. Peace.